Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I that's am right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> Podcast, we're talking about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff. Uh, it's yeah. every Saturday, the most action-packed day of the week with Ryan and Ian. Yeah, where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks. Uh, and Chewy- pizza and beer and stuff. <laughs> I like those things. Chewy, isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about? Nope, let's move forward. In the dark recesses of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, uh, where only mind. the brave dare dwell. Not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Whoa! Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast.
Hello, true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. Hi, I'm, I'm Anson My Eyes Allen, and I, I can't really say anything, but I read comic books because I have all these ants in my eyes. That, that, that seems reasonable, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I can't feel my fingertips. Chewy, uh, sometimes I have trouble turning pages because I can't quite feel where the page ends and where, 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 where the, where, the, where, the, where the table begins but sometimes that's kind of tough and then sometimes when I try to lick my fingers to get the traction I can't quite get the, get it but it's, it's a problem I live with hi everybody my name's Ian and I'm, I like I'm, I'm on the I'm on the show too 100 years for on the show 100 years my name is Gazorpa Zorpa <laughs> And I, I got arms growing out of my head. My guilt. Be. White guilt. Okay. okay. Um, we uh, just watched some Rick and Morty, so I apologize for <laughs> the Rick and Morty <laughs> intro. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. Uh, if what, are you, you, what are you talking about there, Ian? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, this, this doesn't seem like a good idea for a podcast. I don't, I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this. Um, of so, course you would say that, Alan. <laughs> Um, so welcome. If this is your first episode, you're very confused. But if you are a, re- a returning uh, four color cadet, we salute you. Uh, if this is your first time, though, this is a book. It's a book. <laughs> this is a book. It's an audio book where we talk about things on script. We haven't written this book yet. We'll be writing two. it over the course of the next two hours. Um, so uh, this is a podcast about comic books, a specific type of book. Um, so before we get into the comic book fun, uh, there is a couple things we want to get out of the way. We call it the business is the, the part of the show that this is. So uh, there's a couple ways you can reach out to our show if you like things that we do and you want to get involved and reach out to us and tell us we're doing a good job or tell us to fire Alan again. He's married now. He can take it. He's got a wife to go home to be like, they were mean to me. And they're like, oh, shh. We're married now. <laughs> You're right. That makes it all better. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, way number one is through our website, fourcolorpodcast.com. It's a Tumblr blog, so you can follow us on Tumblr. Hit the little plus button and uh, follow us on Tumblr uh, if you would like to do that. You can also, uh, there's a neat little links on the side of that website where you can do some other cool stuff, such as subscribe to us on iTunes. We like seeing that, and we uh, like looking there for reviews. So feel free. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Get new episodes as they come out. Uh, you can also reach out to us uh, via social media. We do some social media platforms that we're on, such as Twitter. Uh, so you can reach out to us on Twitter at, at @fourcolorpod on Twitter, and you can also reach us individually on Twitter. Alan, go first. How can people reach out to you? I'm at Twitter uh, at at Twitter. I'm at Twitter. <laughs> you think Twitter has an account that's at Twitter? Yeah, they do actually. Oh, is man. that true? Uh, I'm so on meta. Twitter uh, at marginally talented. That's M R G N L Y talented. Uh, I'm Chewy. And you can find me on the Twitter at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. Uh, my name is Ian. You can find me on, on Twitter at, at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter too, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. You can also reach out to us via a Facebook page. We do a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account at 4ColorPod on Instagram. Uh, we also do have an email address, 4ColorPodcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can reach out to us via good old internet on the Stuff and Things Media website. Uh, we have a Stuff and Things uh, Network website, uh, stuffandthingsnetwork.com, uh, with uh, links to all the different shows uh, on iTunes, as well as a easy little form to fill out that you can send to us if uh, 
you don't like, uh, send an email to us. You can you can send a cool little form, add your name, and we'll read that on the show as well. So that is the business. Uh, before we get into the show proper, though, we'd like to uh, follow the Marvel Comics philosophy around here that every comic or every issue in this case could be someone's first issue, as good old Stan the Man Lee said. So we like to go around and introduce ourselves so you know who you're going to be spending the time with and also uh, the show itself and all the different components of it. So... Alan, as always, you go first. The married man, the recently married Alan, uh-huh. back from Hawaii. Yes. Uh, oh, that's so good. Alan, tell us about who you are. Hopefully more mellow now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I had to go back to work. Um, my name oh. is Alan. I like a lot of different things, but my niche happens to be in web comics and manga. Um, I hate a lot of things, but I try <laughs> to give reasons for it. I just want to let everybody know that there's not really a reason I hate things for no reason. Does that make sense? Does no, it doesn't. Grammatically? No. We were surprised that Alan likes James Bond. We found that out tonight. I was shocked. I love James Bond. Anyway, that's me. Uh, I'm Chewy. I tend to uh, like books that are a little bit darker, a little bit... Uh, I mean, Halloween and and October is my favorite because I get to bring books that are definitely that's themed the as such. the furthest possible time from next Halloween. I know. <laughs> but how but, metal is that? Uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty so brutal. brutal. Suffering, that's pretty brutal. Suffering yeah. equals brutal with an umlaut over the U. Um, no, I'm I'm into books that basically if you read it and you're there's like blood like boiling and just eyeballs popping or or sometimes deep psychological torture um, or just something that's pretty cool. Uh, in general, <laughs> in general, if you read a book and you're like that's metal, that's the type of book I like. But also other things. Hi, everybody. My name's Ian. Uh, I tend to read books uh, with superhero caped crusaders, good people doing good things, helping others. Uh, Typically, the big two, Marvel and DC, is what I like to bring to be the representative of that side of the community, sometimes for the good of the show, sometimes for the uh, detriment of the show, looking at you, Marvel zombies. Um, But hey, I can insult my own book. It's fine. (laughs) Robert Kirkman, you write some other good zombie books, some way better ones. Um, But uh, I try to find something I like in every book that I read it despite that negative comment and uh yeah that's I, i'm i'm a sucker for a good story even if your art is maybe not so good if you have a good story i am in hi i'm ryan uh hi, I ryan. Like, hi. <laughs> hi every ryan. time hi true yes are we good now yeah. okay yes. right. uh i like comic books uh this too. is a comic book podcast um where we talk about them i like science fiction comics i don't know what's going on uh i just wandered in off the street Uh, i like science fiction comics and and fantasy high fantasy a lot of the time uh i like really sort of complicated things i like comics as art and comics as literature Uh, i tend to like things that are friendly for kids uh and also like things that are really weird um so yeah Sweet. Well, that is the four of us, uh, and there is also four components of our show that I like to talk about, so you know what to expect for the next um, three days and 15 magical nights uh, aboard the SS Four Color Commentary. Um, so you can uh, join us in the Alito deck for the first part of the show, which is called... Here's my issue, where each of us bring a comic, we all uh, read our separate comics uh, beforehand, and we come here and say, hey, I liked your comic, or as Alan says, this book's terrible to me, a lot, all the time. Um, It's not just Alan, sometimes I don't like things. (laughs) Yes, but you're kind. Alan is yeah. very Alan's very blunt, but we need that. We need the bluntness sometimes. We need we need to know what hurt is to know what happiness is. Um, <laughs> I want to know what hurt is. Thanks, Alan, Trent. please show me. 
Um, so that is uh, that is part one. Uh, if you go a little bit lower to the uh, veranda deck, uh, you can actually uh, go to the next part of the show. Shh, quiet, it's my boat. That's the stuff and things is built very strangely. There's open parts in the bottom near the bottom of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is our maiden voyage, and we'll probably be our only one. Um, so uh, you can actually check out the uh, second We're section like of our the show. Titanic of podcast. We are slowly sinking. Slowly sinking. Breaking in. Soon we'll break in half in a two podcast, and then both those podcasts death. will fail. Oh, that's metal. Okay. Um, so uh, the second part of the show is called First Prince, where we read a classic comic book run. Uh, sometimes it's an individual issue. Sometimes it's an arc, which is a group of issues, or sometimes a graphic novel. Um, sometimes, sometimes they're old. Sometimes they're actually newer books that we suggest people yeah. to check out. Um, sometimes they're old favorites that are uh, kind of standbys and standards. If you're brand new to comics so uh either way good books to check out great first uh impressions of comics if you haven't really read before um part three of the show we have is the four color character compendium in which we talk about uh comic book characters maybe they're superheroes maybe super villains sometimes a team of some kind uh sometimes some sort of group or organization sometimes uh mostly sometimes sometimes though we talk about creators uh writers uh, artists people who are involved in the comic books industry anybody who you who we think is important if you're brand new to comics um or maybe need to brush up on your history a little bit is important to know and part number four of the show the final part like any good comic we end with back matter which is where we read fan mail from the four color mailbag uh we also uh, talk about different comic book news in the movies and tv show area and also comics itself uh so it's kind of a general chat for us to uh, kind of fit all the miscellaneous stuff that we can't fit anywhere else in the show but we want to talk about so that is the four of us. That is the four parts of the show. And we begin. Uh, I drew the short straw uh, this this time. Um, and I brought uh, the first issue of a, of a really rena- uh, renowned comic book series. It's been around uh, for quite some time and I believe has, has been finished for a while. But um, I brought the first issue of... A, uh, t- it says DC book, but I think technically it's a it's a Vertigo book, I'm, I'm assuming. Or is it... I was looking into this because I was confused. So it was first printed on Image mm-hmm. uh, and then reprinted. Uh, uh, with another company that was an image, and then a third reprint of the first volume of Astro City was with Wildstorm, who got bought by DC, uh, and then it became a Wildstorm book for a while, and then it was a Vertigo book. So DC technically has the reprint rights for it at this point, so it's a DC book. For now, yes. Uh, but uh, to be fair, it's actually creator-owned by Kurt Busiek. There you go. So uh, issue number one of a comic called Astro City, uh, by uh, written by, is it Kurt Busiek? Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. sure let's go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, and uh, art by Brent Anderson, cover by Alex Ross. Um, and this first issue uh, is kind of a day in the life of a Superman-type superhero. I won't give too much away. But uh, what did you guys think of the book? What did you guys? It's, it's a pretty well-known run. I don't know. I was hoping it's better than Marvel Zombies, but we'll see what you guys think. What did you think? Alan's, Alan's yawning because he was so bored by it's this kind of like a It's kind of like <laughs> a, a human, I guess human, like a human look at Superman, mm-hmm. but in a in a way that really like humanizes and, and like, I'm going to say human like four more times. I can't think of another word. A way that makes a Superman analog like you get More in relatable. his head. And it, yeah, it makes him really relatable. I think what's kind of cool about it is they don't do it with Superman. No. Like, yeah. they, they do it, obviously. I don't think it would work with Superman. Well, that that's the point. It's like Yeah, it works with like a Superman archetype, but I agree. There's There's been, you know, attempts to just, oh, let's make Superman more human, more relatable. Mm. But he's got such a huge mythos, you know, such a huge catalog mm, that mm. it's tough to relate to that so even if they're like well look at them but from this light it's still tough to shake those like deep-rooted notions so the fact that they um you know took the archetype and did it with this you know 
non-existent, you know, hero here. Yeah. I think that lends to making it more relatable. Mm-hmm. I think that the I think this is a really interesting book because it does what a lot of other books do, uh, do without getting super blue. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times you'll see a book like this and all of a sudden mm. there's guts flying everywhere yeah. and like swear words getting thrown hey, around hold, a lot. Hold on. What's wrong with that? Okay, well, but nothing. There's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. <laughs> no, but I mean, the fact is anytime, I feel like most times when people try to take this route, and that's where like they go. Realistic. They're like, well, if he has a super punch, he's going to like kill punch someone. somebody's guts out. Exactly. And not this- like keep track total of the amount of times, amount of time amount of seconds during the day total that he flew right this just seems like he's a really good guy right but he he just has so much on his plate and it's it's interesting i think the the thing that drew me in most is the fact that he has like that he's keeping track of how many seconds that he flies right Mm -hmm. and uh, it he really loves flying but he doesn't get to do it all the time yeah and the things that he does do is like for work right it's interesting because it's almost analogous to kind of like what we do for the podcast right Mm -hmm. like i love reading comics but sometimes when it comes like i have to read comics for the podcast yeah and i only have so many Uh, hours in the day let me let me sometimes it's the only comics you read that yeah yeah in that for a while you know Mm -hmm. and i think that happens with everybody so i think that's really interesting they found a good way to humanize superman Mm -hmm. without going let's just blow people up well and they also the the thing that they bring up that i feel like was is really important and is neglected a lot in superman is like the burden yeah of like like not only of the burden of like i have to save people because i can tell that people are in danger but like the part where he's he's at the getting ahead of ourselves but the part where he's like at the firefighters thing and they're yeah, giving right. him a award he's like you know people are dying right now because i'm here yeah but i you know i it, I, I tried not showing up to these and it was bad for a lot of different reasons. Yes. And it's sort of like it's sort of like brutal in a way, but at the yeah. same time it's like, well, this is that that's well, what would actually happen. You yeah. Know? It's interesting that in, in other attempts I feel to humanize Superman, uh, what they've done is they've either taken away his powers to make him a normal person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To say, Okay, well let's take away all his powers, let's make him powerless. Um, that doesn't make Superman more relatable. That just you're like, Okay, how's he gonna deal with stuff without his powers? Um, they've done the other thing where they said, okay, not only is the weight of the world on his shoulders because he's saving it from this asteroid, but the weight of humanity because um, people are dying and, you know, it's blood on my hands sort Mm -hmm. of thing, the uber gritty where it's like, again, the weight of humanity. Here what they've done is they've taken this character and given him the weight of each individual person that he helps rather mm-hmm. than humanity as a whole. It's the weight of that little girl whose cat is trapped. It's the yeah. weight of that dude who the building is about to fall on him or even the weight of, Oh, we need to get this like ocean liner out of the ocean. It take, Yeah. It takes a very positive spin on that rather than mm-hmm. focusing on all the negative, like yeah. all these people died because I'm, yeah. it's more like, I helped a lot of people today. It, I have and that's this all thing, I can do. And I can help people and I should. Yeah. And like you said, you know, and something we do in everyday life, whether it's for our work, our families, uh, our hobbies or whatever it is, our, our friends, it's just that thing of like, well, I kind of have to sit and listen here because if I cut them off short because I could be doing something else and I should be doing something else. Right that's going to be viewed negatively by this person and then that's going to cause this whole thing. So I'm going to smile and nod for a little bit Mm -hmm. and let this other situation get worse. (laughs) But it's ultimately, it's what you have to do at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. What, what made you want to bring this book in? 
Uh, that idea exactly. Um, <clears throat> I kind of viewed it almost as like a superhero slice of life. Like it yeah. was just a day in the life of. It wasn't like mm-hmm. we didn't learn anything about his, you know, or about extremely about his origin or like his his villains or you know how he relates to all these it's just kind of like it's very like yeah this is what i do i get up i have to do this gotta go there gotta go to these things you know i wish i could do this but i have to do this and i it's it felt it it, he not only humanized like a superman type archetype but i feel like it humanizes a superhero it's like oh yeah this is their job like this is their this is their version of podcasting where I think every day oh man I got to go to work and then after work we got to do the podcast and Ryan and I have to do another podcast and Chewie and I have to record tomorrow it's the same sort of thing but yeah, with Alan superpowers and I podcast. I don't <laughs> you're lucky. you can do it Alan I'm just saying one day don't you say that you have don't a wife you ever say that have a wife stay so on is Ryan one. Yeah. Yeah, stay had, on one as long as you can <laughs> um so but but the idea behind it is just that it's. I've never seen that approach taken before. And I've heard a lot about Astro City over the years, but I thought it was something completely different. And I'm super glad that I, there was kind of a, like a, I think this issue was free on Comixology, which I think it might still be actually. I'm not sure. If it this is free, then you're getting way more for your money than like, um, you know what I mean? But Seriously. I remember, I remember reading it, I think on lunch break at work and I was like, what do you read? I'm like, Astro City. I think I'm going to bring this. I know we probably should do a first prints on it, but I'm going to bring the first issue and we'll see how we like it. Um, but that's really the reason I brought it. It's because it, it's, well, first of all, I had to make up for my past mistakes <laughs> to Alan. And so I thought that was a good way to do it. Uh, um, by but, the way, last week, Marvel Zombies was on sale on Comixology. <laughs> yeah, if you want to suffer through it, go for it. I'm go just it. like, hey, if you want to spend money on this, you can. It's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that's really the reason why. There's just the, sto- the story of the writing. Kerpusaic is is good. I don't get it. So is he young and his uh what you call it his alter ego is old or is he old and his and he's can transform into young um i don't know either that is never really explained no no he's got gray hair in both doesn't he i thought he has no he has black hair black hair yeah he has like he looks like a young dude in superhero form no i I think it's still kind of gray i I think he's his alter ego is like is like older and that's part of which also again makes a little bit more sense as to how you would disguise yourself it's like yeah. well no this guy's older he can't possibly be yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly because yeah i like sucks. how his, i like how his job is like he's an editor obviously well, no no he's a fact checker he's a fact yeah. checker like he's something very specific i like that that I like which that is number one who has that. that job really that's like a that's a there are people that's a know. sitcom job know, that's that doesn't technically checkers. exist so, yeah. back to when we had newspapers yeah, and back when the internet care, you know, back when uh, the you know print and news. Cared I just, about I just think it's funny that his now. he's not even like a Spider-Man or like a Superman. Like it's not like he gets the work done. He hooks it up to a machine, and then he goes save people. Yeah. But it also makes sense. Well, it's a magic oh, it machine that yeah. is an alien machine. Yeah. Well, there are fact checkers for lots of things. Like you said, mentioned television shows. There's the people whose jobs it is to find out. We we knew somebody who worked on a te- television show whose job was to find out. Okay, if you use this much of this, what type of government things out there ca- encryption are they used for these computers and things like that to make a show more accurate? Dude, I want that <laughs> job. That sounds yeah. sweet. It was pretty sweet. He he asked the, he asked questions about like C four and also <laughs> like how much C four would it take to blow open a like a, a vault door of this type. Wow. It's like crazy <laughs> awesome. crazy questions. That's rad. But but, but unfortunately, questions sh- that give you, that get you on watch list. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, no kidding. Unfortunately, that show was Burn Notice. So. Oh, hey. oh, I heard good things okay. about that. Burn show. Notice is great, <laughs> except for like the six or seven seasons. Bruce Campbell. That's what I will say. Hey, uh, 
when we were in Hawaii. Did you watch it? Uh, no, but we watched it a long time ago. So it's like the every time we drink a mojito now, we toast to Sam Axe oh, okay. from Burn Notice. No, that's not what I was asking if you watched, but I, I should have known better that you didn't watch what I was just talking about. What? Uh, never mind. Anyway. Uh, Hawaii Five-0? Ash versus Evil Dead started, and it's uh, incredible. Yeah. So no, do not get a chance. No, it's so, great. Yeah. It's great. Um, so uh, yeah, that's why I brought I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Is there anything else, the art or anything else that you wanted to comment on as far as the book itself? I really like the art. Um, I think that it is like a good interpretation of classic superhero like colors and schemes. I think, I think the artist went a little overboard with all the other superheroes. Maybe. It's <laughs> I think, well, I mean, and it's it's very much like it's it's one of those books where every character is like a Justice League analog. Yeah, you and know, I mean, where you have like sense. the Batman who's like super brooding and dark, and 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 I don't know. Like I, I used to when I a long time ago. When I was, you know, first getting into comics, I was like, well, this is dumb. Why don't they just have actual Batman? You know, why why would they have, like, the Midnighter or whatever? Because yeah. there's um, no expectations with characters well, you don't know about. Okay, also so copyright. Finishing my story. <laughs> <laughs> I when I was young question. and dumb is how I started. But, no, I think that there's a lot that you can do with, like, hooking yourself into that icon iconography mm. of those characters, but not bringing in the baggage of those characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's... Oh man, the way that this book does, like just superhero stuff, just regular saving the world, getting a cat out, literally getting a cat out of a tree. Like he literally does that, and at no point are you like, "Oh, this is cheese ball." You're like, like at least me when I was when I was reading, I was just wrapped. I was just like, "Oh, this is incredible!" Like I want more of this. I I, like I was just so sucked in with this. Like I, I, (laughs) uh, it's. It's the thing that gets me about slice of life is I just like put myself in the situation. Yeah, and and compared differently to like you know grand end of the world standoffs Mm -hmm. something like this i feel like you as a reader get more of a chance to like look at this situation and think to yourself well what would i do yeah yeah because i mean there's very few people that like have those situations that are grand you know like you have firefighters you have people in military law enforcement who they already know the answer to that question yeah you know well obviously i would jump in there you know Mm -hmm. i have to do that like that that's what i do and i but the Joe Schmo, you know, like me, yeah. like what, what would I do? <laughs> but this isn't like an end of the world apocalypse yeah. scenario. This is just like regular life. Exactly. Like if this was, if this was my burden, if I had these powers, would I be able to just day in, day out sustain this constant thing? Cause I oh don't, man, it's, it's just, it's a tough philosophical yeah. issue. This is yeah. the conversation I wish we had when we were reading all-star Superman. I'm glad that Astro city finally got us around. to this. It's a tough philosophical issue because on the one hand it's like, well, you have these powers and you have to... And we talked about this. We talked about the burden of Superman. Yeah, the burden of Superman. This is definitely like right in well, with that. The more like, if like, you have these powers, you, you feel... Uh, like I would feel like I have to. I yeah. think the more philosophical question that kind of like stems from this that <laughs> like I know is tough to think about for me is you look at the advantages you do have currently mm-hmm. despite not having these like, yeah. powers. Like, you know... Uh, none of us are super rich or anything like that, but we're also not starving. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, we definitely have the abilities to do certain things or whatever. Like we're not called I, to action every five seconds. We're not yeah. called to action every five seconds, but it's like, I could, even I at could, a, I even could at a go more and basic sense, Even in a more basic sense, we live in a, in an area and also in a country where there's not threat of death every yeah. single day by yeah. the, by, and, by the elements or by other people. And then the question comes to my mind, well, what, what, am I doing with that? Yeah. What should I be doing? Yeah. What, what, what should I be doing? I be what doing can I, I be doing? Yeah. Is there anything wrong with not doing anything? Yeah. Right. Like, like where, where does that line get drawn yep. for, for somebody like this? 
Like, where does he si- decide, well, I have to sleep? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, versus... Like, when is it... His and his is, well, yeah. I, don't have, I don't have powers when the sun's not up. Yeah. <laughs> but so. he could fly to the other side of the world. It's true. It's true. Um, well, if you guys want to ask yourself some deep existential questions, but you also like superheroes, maybe you should check out Astro <laughs> oh, City. Oh, man, it's so good. It is still free on Comixology. Just it check. Is. Okay, so so it is free. The first issue is free, so you can read this for $0. Sign up for a Comixology account if you want that. If you want a paper copy, uh, you can probably find trades, but have fun looking for an individual issue. This is probably going to be kind of a tough one to get your hands on. Tough slash expensive. Yes. Um, so that is Astro City. So moving on, uh, Ryan, I believe you're next, or is it is it Alan's next? Alan. 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 It depends how we want to call it. Alan, let's go with Alan. you. Alan, right. you are next. Alan, tell us about your book this week. I brought a book uh, that I have been watching kind of get developed for a while. Um, it is written by a guy named Tyson Hess, or Hesse, I'm actually not sure. You should find out. You should reach out to him. Um he has done one of my favorite web comics called Boxer Hockey, uh, which he kind of stopped doing uh, to do other things, most notably this, I guess. Yeah. Um, I could go on for days about how much I love his art style, and I will later on. But point is that uh, there is kind of a floating city ship, um, high fantasy type setting. Um, this uh, girl kind of and is going to inherit the city ship. Um, but it already has a captain and a first mate, and she's just kind of like wanting to squeeze in there. It's uh, it's really interesting. It deals a lot with uh, entitlement and growing up, and you know, working with other people, and also a high fantasy chosen one follow your dreams type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not read this before I brought it, but it was the first thing I read. I gotta be honest. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think? I felt, you know what? I had this weird, like midway through this. I'm like, why isn't this like, why doesn't Cartoon Network have this as a show for, <laughs> right? for like, for like, but not for like, like seven or eight year old kids for like 10, 11, 12. Like this is the perfect show for that. Cause it even has that kind of the art, uh, which yep. is not something I normally talk about first, but the art has kind of that gravity falls sort of look, or it has that kind of like cartoon networky look. I don't know how to describe yeah. what I'm it's, looking it's like at. A, the art I think in this, it's well, like a Steven university too. It's got that, that very bubbly sort of like cartoon networky. Yeah. Kind of abstract look, but it also but it doesn't go against the comic. That's, but that's it, a compliment. But it also that's kind a compliment. of it. It also kind of has that Miyazaki. Yes, it has. Like, it's like Miyazaki. It. Like um, you know what it reminds me of is Wander Over Yonder. That yeah, you keep talking yeah, about yeah. it has like that kind of bubbly. Yeah. Everything has rounded edges on it. it yeah. And this felt like, but but everything yeah. can get really intricate and complex. Too. This oh, felt absolutely. like the perfect pilot episode of a show, and this does yes. everything that we talk about a first issue wanting to do, which is that it introduces our main characters, introduces us to the um, ancillary characters, and leaves us with something happening where we want it, or we're thirsty and hungry, or hungry for more. Gives you an idea who the main character is. Gives you the idea of their relationships with the other characters. Mm-hmm. Like very briefly too. Yeah, yeah. and, and just and just it enough builds to, the world, builds yeah. just enough of the world so that you get an idea and you want to know more about. Yeah, the world. exactly. And then yeah, and then at the very end, it turns this. It puts a knife in your side and turns it, and then you're like, I need to know more. Yeah. What's what's going to happen? What happens if I pull this out? Right. <laughs> so I, I uh, in short, I I really actually enjoyed it. Believe it or not, Alan. I, oh I did wow! Enjoy yeah. <laughs> Chewy, what do you think? Chewy, this doesn't seem like your kind of book. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I mean, I. One of the things I definitely kind of stood out to me was just the amount of floating air city ship and just... <laughs> Do you not like floating things? Well, it's just... I'm, I'm like, okay. Like, I get a fantasy. You yeah. know, like... It just High seems, fantasy. You know what it seems to be like? It seems to be like for comic books and, and stuff like this, 
that is um like that concept is to these types of comics as uh undercuts on spunky young lasses right, is okay. you know to you yeah. like when you think of like the <laughs> the tough chick and like yep. she's got the undercut um like so there was that and I, the the main character the girl I didn't like her Oh, I don't think you're supposed to. Okay. I was wondering. <laughs> she I'm was like, super annoying. Yeah. We spend pretty much the whole book with her. So I'm like, I don't like it's this like, girl. Kid, she's get a, out of there. What are you a, doing? She's a child. That's the thing. It's like you realize, oh, she's just dumb and doesn't know what, uh, what she's talking about. She's she's every one of us that when we were 11 or 12, like being like, oh, we're adults and we know what we're talking about. It's like, oh, yeah. you know nothing. Well, I mean, it's what <laughs> I was dumb. saying about how the book addresses sort of the idea of privilege and stuff like that is that exactly. she's like her dad created this peace town so settlement mm-hmm. and so she's her. like oh i'm i'm the best i'm so important everybody's like well you know we're actually here Check doing yourself. like actual work yeah. whereas yeah. you are not <laughs> so you know you can say whatever you want but we're gonna be over here doing things it's so, like and, i'm yes. gonna be fine if you're gonna be captain then i could be co-captains like we already have that it's called first mate and he's right there. He's right and there. You know who it is. Yeah. And he's all like, hi. I'm, right here. I'm a giant walrus man. He's a walrus. I'm with a, a blue beard. walrus man with a beard. Well, of course, if you were a walrus, you would have a beard. <laughs> that seems obvious to me. Um, I like, okay. So one of the favorite, one of my things that I really liked about Paranatural when I read it, which was that webcomic, um, is we the expression. Time ago. Yeah. But I love the expressions. And in this, Whereas Paranatural went very like what you said, Ryan, with like the rage faciness, like mm-hmm. the memeishness of it. Um, I love how dynamic and expressive everybody is in this book. Oh yeah, like the faces are so good. Like it's just eyebrows and smiles and like little facial tensions here and there, and I think it's fantastic. I mean, you can you can look through this book without even reading the dialogue and get like an idea of what's going on just by everybody's faces. And it's, it's one of those books where even though everybody is super cartoony, there's not really like a same face thing going on. No, it's not like a cartoonist who like, and, and I've seen this with, with adventure time. Occasionally, if somebody doesn't know what they're doing with adventure time, every character is just that same little two dots in the line face. Right. And it's like, okay, well, you know, Good thing that he's he's colored pink and blue and white because I know he's Finn. Yeah. And good yeah. thing she's colored pink and she's got the hair and I know that she's Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. Right. Whereas I feel like this does not do that. Like there's different facial shapes. There's that one guy yeah. who's the lizard wizard. Like there's <laughs> the dude that's like in the boiler room or whatever. Right. The the work the work guy. There's the captain. I love the captain as like a character. Like I think her character design. I think like her attitude. I think. Um, her presence in the book is not like overlooked. Yeah, like, I think they put a lot of emphasis on the fact that like this isn't like what what goes wrong is not going to be her fault, and she's trying really really hard. Like I actually felt a little bit bad for her that she had oh, to deal yeah. with the main character. It's like I kind of like the captain she better. She gives her this wither. Yeah, she gives her a, like a withering look at at one point towards yeah. the end, and you see her like shrink back, and it's um that's a it's a nice little three panel. Yeah, set I like the sarcastic books mm. that they keep referring to oh, yeah. like, <laughs> books are- famous blunders throughout history <laughs> just stuff like that, I, thought that was I, I really dug the the I last like couple the page. oh yeah the last couple page of this book i really dug the last little part was kind of neat where she made the machinery come to life but i was more like when that rocket that looks like nothing else we've seen in this book shows up yeah you're like 
what the what the crap is that yeah <laughs> like what is what is that doing here that was so cool because i'm like uh what uh, uh yeah what <laughs> like, and then you flip frantically like the next page like, real quick. tell me and like oh i i, I don't know yet i i, I can't know Little, um you go ahead yeah I, that that's I, that's something that's really that grabbed me right off the bat little interesting was, she has like static electricity powers yeah powers quote unquote yeah like she just apparently absorbs well a lot of obviously it's, I, I mean it's the cynical me is like oh yeah they're planting seeds for something that's obvious you know that's gonna come up later yeah but you kind of love it anyway yeah because <laughs> you're like ooh, I'm, how does that work out wait what's her little robot friend's name i totally forget uh, uh mr roboto no i don't think so r2d2 right? sam i don't know it's, it's johnny five <laughs> you beat me to it <laughs> johnny five need is input it rick Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. I love her little robot friend. Like yeah, he's, he's adorable. Good. He's, good. he's adorable. Um, but yeah, I'll, I I actually I, I did really enjoy this. I, I I'm in, this so this is from that that dude did Paranatural before? Uh no, yeah. this is uh, another webcomic which I have not brought called Boxer Hockey. Okay. Um but did, he does a lot of things. Sir, I dig your art style and I, I, <laughs> I like the way you write characters. I think you did a, you, this is a very well done first issue. You you obviously know the format and you know how to do comics so congratulations your comic is 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 well formatted and well done i know it doesn't matter and i know that you're probably like i don't care what you think kid but i'm like i'm, I'm also almost 30 so i'm not a kid anymore Thank you. <laughs> no, unless you're, you're like unless you're 50 in which case then yes i'm still a kid to you sir what if, what if he's like 23 he's not then young man great job <laughs> anyway uh, listen son <laughs> listen boy you've, you've got a talent here <laughs> Uh, this is, don't hide this, it under a bushel basket. I think this is. I don't have a pull list because, as I've discussed on the podcast before, I don't really buy physical comics for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I think I might actually have to start doing you know, that for this book specifically. On Comicsology, two books. It's true. I mean, yeah, I know that, but you I kind of want this one physically. Actually, okay. you can also you can buy books because this is a Boom comic. Uh, you can go online and Boom and buy like six months of a comic book. And give them your address, and they'll mail it to you every month. Look at that! Work also, look at that. So, Alan, where can be? It's a boom book. So, where can people check this out, though? Go yeah, I, uh, you can get a brick and mortar if you want. You can it also came out get it pretty online. recently, right? Within yeah, the last I think few months? I think there are three or four issues in right now. Okay, so this is definitely something I'm going to keep reading. Sweet. Yeah, I liked it. All right, Ryan. I believe it's your turn. It's my turn. Ryan, tell us about the book you brought. Uh, I brought an interesting book. You brought four um, books. I brought sort of four books. I cheated. I like making you guys read. Basically, that's all. That's all it is to it. Uh, no, a while ago, uh, Wacom, the company that makes those um, the drawing pads and mm-hmm. stuff that you plug into your computer, mm-hmm. uh, they like paid people to make comics. I don't. I'm not really clear on the relationship with that, but uh, they put out a free comics anthology, and I was like, oh well, this sounds like it's going to be a dumb advertisement, you know, <laughs> where everybody is like, oh, I can save you with the power of tablet. <laughs> yeah. But but then I then I saw the people who were involved with it, and I was like, oh no, I like. Like Gianni Milan, Milan Gianni and Ming Doyle and Meredith Grand, so maybe this will actually be good, and I think it is really good. Um, uh, so, what do you guys think? I, I, were these all made using uh, Wacom tablets? Oh, I'm sure. Is that the idea behind Probably. it? Probably. I'm, I'm, I think that's. I think that's a cool idea because you're right. This could very easily be something that's just like tell about how great a Wacom tablet is. Well, to me, t- making me want to buy something is showing something that's made with it and showing something that isn't pandering. Yeah. That shows off that person's style or maybe it's a story that they had a small idea for but didn't know anywhere else to do it or didn't have a full idea, just had maybe one little chunk and they wanted to throw it out there. Um, and I really like this. It's almost like 
this almost feels to me like a comic book. Like they have the 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 we talked about on Super Action Bros. They have the 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 blacklist for scripts. Uh-huh. This almost feels yeah. like the comic the comic book blacklist. Like these are some great little ideas from people that are good, right. but they're not going to get made anywhere else. So we're going to put them here. And yeah. it's kind of like where it's it's where good comics that aren't made go to have a life. And yeah. I, <laughs> I, I kind of liked it for for that. I'm a big fan of of comics anthologies. Like uh, I, some of my favorite books that are coming out right now are, are the Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've been telling me a lot. I keep talking. Yeah, uh, but also like when Vertigo puts out little anthologies, I love like I always have loved short stories like in fiction, and I've always loved short films. And so for me, like an anthology that's like forty pages, it's, it's I get four stories instead of just one in a right. comic book, and, mm-hmm. and I love Value. that. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> let me let me just clear up a little bit before yeah. we start talking about the actual stories because Ian just mentioned like you know a good way to show off uh, you know something is what you can make with it. And the thing about a tablet is a tablet is not going to make you better at no, art. It's true. By no, any stretch of the imagination. If anything, it makes it much harder. <laughs> um, <laughs> that being said, you also are working with a computer program. So you can get yeah. lots of different styles. Oh, yeah. And there's many different programs. I think the biggest thing to take away from the fact that uh, Wacom would be sponsoring people making comics is like not just Wacom... It, it, it's different than Wacom saying, look at the movies that were made using Wacom. Look mm-hmm. at uh, these cool illustrations that were made for magazines and look at how, you know, the mm. professional world uses this. It's like, look at how people who love telling stories and drawing and making art use this technology. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it almost, I, yeah, not that I'm a big it, it's Wacom. Al- it's almost like, look at it less... It's it's like saying, "Hey, we make this thing, and you know, you already know it's a tool. It's also a partner in crime, yeah. right?" And what's great about it too is it also even shows people who are like, and I'm not trying to be like get on my my thing about like you know how you draw because I'm not an artist in any way, and everybody should use the tools <laughs> they're comfortable with. But for somebody who maybe is on the fence about the idea of drawing comic digitally or not using paper and ink, they, this shows that hey, you can get similar effects, you can get the same sort of look out of using a, a digital tablet and save yourself some money on some paper and ink. And you can get a lot of variety. Yeah, and, exactly. And I'm going to get on my soapbox real quick because... Wait, on. If you want to sponsor the podcast, we'd be, <laughs> yeah, we'd be okay. I, we are I almost... talk about you forever. I almost yelled at somebody on the internet, which is the dumbest thing you could possibly do. <laughs> I did it. Because <laughs> I, some... I defended someone on the internet. That be, was dumb. Yeah, it's, it's just a dumb thing. Don't... Don't do that. Don't argue um, on the internet. Don't argue on the no. internet. But somebody said that drawing digitally was lazy. And I'm just like... It's like saying using a capo on a guitar is lazy. It's a tool you use. It's a tool. It's a way to create art. It doesn't matter if you can erase or if it's like it's got its own challenges, its own advantages, just like pencil and pen. And I respect both yeah, equally. It'd be no yeah. different than saying, oops, I messed up on this paper. I'm going to grab this other piece of paper and try again. I'm, yeah. I love paper and, and pencil, but honestly, I really, really love digital drawing like that's what i like to do and i feel sometimes like i have to preface what i do as like oh well you know i did this on my ipad or hey just so you know you know i did this digitally you shouldn't have to yeah because but i feel like i get looked down on when i do that so it's yeah it's just really interesting that people think that it's lazy to draw digitally it's like draw try to draw something digitally like uh, make these all all the Big names in comics currently, I would say, or most of them probably work digitally. So or have at some yeah. point. So, so you're, or, work, or, you're working in the same medium that people... Listen, man, there are people out you. there who's, who still argue that shooting film 
is better than shooting digital when it comes to photography or film. Yeah. Or movies. There's you know? some people who think you should only write using a typewriter. There's also some people serious? that there's yeah, like Tom <laughs> Hanks. There's <laughs> also there's also some people who don't think like sampling sampling other songs or doing things like that or trying to get the perfect this is the great way to go. Yeah. Everybody, it's all different tools to make different things. So you don't have to use them if you don't want to. It's not your preferred tool. Doesn't mean someone is less of an artist or doing something less if they choose to use it. That's right. our stance. But let's talk let's, about the comic. Let's talk about the yeah. comic. So let's do it. It's so let's four talk about stories. Yes. First story is called Jump Block. It's written by written and drawn by Ken or Ben Sears. What do you guys think of that one? Uh, why don't you Fantastic. go ahead and give us a quick little? Sure. It's about a it's about a a young lady who is. Uh, like cleaning out her her dad's attic of like creepy robot future stuff mm-hmm. and her cat like leads her to find these magic cubes. blocks that transport you somewhere or something cubes that are like uh jumps to alternate dimensions it looks like mm-hmm. and then she finds a hologram of her dad saying hey either i'm dead or i'm captured either way i love you and here's all these jump blocks here yep. do something with them yeah do, do, do this um, I liked it. Um, it I, wasn't I very metal, no. but I liked it. You know, <laughs> it's just, kind of cute. Yeah, it was. It just, was adorable. It was interesting. You know what? It reminded me actually of Tomorrowland. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, grabs I the block and it, it's like, oh. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting just because you kind of put yourself in that, and then you find out like the cats actually like showing her like, mm. like a super oh cat. Here, here's the blocks oops i knocked that <laughs> over that was a oh mistake. no that key card i feel like it's really easy <laughs> with a comic like this to um because of how simple it is to skimp on the detail but it, especially in the backgrounds and things like that he very clearly does not like especially as even that little last panel you can see all the stuff around the room you see a giant robot suit you see a tiki head you see a, a looks to be a cello or a bass you see books on a shelf like it, it's really easy it would be really easy just to have a simple room you know simple stuff maybe things are obscured or not drawn well but this does a really good job of not just because the art is simple doesn't mean that yeah there can't I don't be detail even, i wouldn't even call it simple i would call it stylized yeah I, but I, think... I, I mean like it's it's not it, i'm not looking at alex ross here i'm looking at no. i'm looking at, and no, that's not a bad thing i yeah. think this fits for the story he's telling i think it's it's a it's a good fit but i, I th- i'm glad that there was so a level of detail put into small things like the background where there oh, yeah. could have been a lot of detail in all this. when they find the key card did either of you like picture it like a video game where it's yes. like found red key card yeah <laughs> blue key card. which key card do you want to use red or blue <laughs> That's I just want to shoot demons. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but but I do really I do really appreciate it, and I did I did like it. Um, I dug it. Yeah. Curious to find out what happens next. That was interesting. Next An story, interesting little tale. So the next story was uh, kind of a weirder one. Um, it is called I just lost combat page. R- uh, combat robot Rainy. I think it's Rainy. Rainy. All right, let's go with that. Um, so this one is. Uh, Definitely got more manga influence. So this is oh, basically yeah. a parody of a manga, yeah. and it's like uh, Mega Man um, and I want to say um, Common Rider almost. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, I can definitely see the Mega it's Man. Like, it's I like Mega Man and Sentai basically. Yeah, pretty much. Or yeah, it's some sort of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people fighting and launching at each other. <laughs> Here's what's crazy about this story. I'm reading the story, and I, I, I get finished reading the story. I'm like, what? What? Like that was what, yeah. what was that? And it wasn't from like a like an. I, I was angry. I was angry because <laughs> I was like, you know, they just said, um, okay, cool. There's this uh, reptilian monster guy, and then this guy creates a secret weapon. It's this girl, and they fight, and she wins. Um, 
And uh, I'm like, it's so just simple. And they didn't be like, well, let's explain the origin of why this thing is coming to Earth. And how did this guy have the knowledge to do it? And what ripple does that cause in the time effect? I got angry because I was like, why can't I just have an idea and go with it? Yeah. (laughs) Why do I? I'm like, well, I have to explain this. I'm just like, they they mad maxed it. They just did it. Yeah. They didn't explain why there was these creepy. No, I understand that. I'm just, I don't, I was angry at myself because I was like, I've had ideas where it's just like, Oh, uh, just this and this. And that, that, that'd be a cool little story. Because like, you can make it up as you go. I love how, cause not everything Dr. Graham looks like Dr. Light. Too, by the yeah. Way. I love how I, my favorite part is, is when the, the government guy is all, what is that outfit for real? And he says, yes, yes. I did all my research watching anime. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Have you guys ever heard the proto men? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you should read this and listen well, to Proto Man. The Proto Man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Because I think that would be perfect. Yeah. It. It. it I, I. had a lot of fun with it, and I. Yeah. I, I encourage you, Chewie. Don't worry about the backstory for everything. Just people too. Too now are too much worried about everything connecting, and not everything needs to connect necessarily. It's just fun to just have like, oh wow, that was crazy. A robot yeah. lady killed a, a green alien guy with a sword that she manifested out of nowhere. I like when pretty she manifests sw- the sword. Sweet. It says angelic choir. Yeah. Rock, rock music. music. <laughs> you, you know how you I just am. sort of imagine like a. My thoughts on very explicitly descriptive onomatopoeia. Yeah, works. There is the the little plug in there though, where Doctor Light's like, Ryan, she's she's released her pressure sensitivity barrier. That doesn't even make sense. I'm like, oh, there it is. Needless to say, well done. Yeah, it was really good. Next, fun. It made me. Angry at myself. <laughs> I feel. I feel like the <laughs> next one. Uh, next one by Ming Doyle Adamas. I feel like yes. this is like a comic version of like a mythology. Yes. yes. Oh, I loved it. Neil, is this, is this a, a lucky real man. mythology? <laughs> I don't know see, if it is. I have two sets of horns up yes. because this story was so metal. <laughs> it was like like all the stuff you read is just like lyrics in some like me- like Viking metal song. Oh yeah. You, you can, can just totally. hear like you know. What? Though you are of the stars, you do not shine here. What I loved about it, what I, what, but what I loved about it is it had that, it had that kind of like almost like Greek mythology feeling to it, like yeah, most mythic. Well, it's not even not even just that, but just even the ending of it. Like most, oh, if, yeah, it, if this was written by an American dude, he would have slaughtered the monster and brought its head out and everyone showed everybody. Ming Doyle's from America. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like I'm I'm saying, like, it was a, if it was an, an, an quote American story oh, written yeah. in this type of thing, it would be it would be that this Ming Ming, Ming very obviously she knew she wanted to make a Greek myth and she knew at the end there had to be some a story or a reason for something to exist. And most of those myths are, well, why do we have this? Well, let me tell you. So why does that why does that look like a snake? Well, let me tell you. There was a story about this have that that's what I liked about it. And I also like that as silly as it is, almost like listen, I had to fight you, but here's an ele- an element of how you'll be remembered forever for yeah. being important. Which I kinda which I, I you don't normally see that. Right. With, with that, and I know it's not really mercy is not the right word, but you don't really see that kind of like, like respect. At, yes, yeah. there it is, respect for for an enemy and a monster. But the art in this is awesome. <sighs> it's so good. Like the art, and again, the writing, and just uh, right. I just got to read a passage here. My son, will you take these gifts forged in blood and make them your brothers through battle? Oh, oh I got goosebumps. Yeah, it's just oh man. Like I mean, and then like the arts like amazing and it's not like necessarily the cleanest looking it's just really it's loose it, it, it's 
It feels very painterly. It's very. It feels like you're looking like an oil painting, but it's not necessarily the most photorealistic. But at the yeah. same time, it's not hyper stylized. It's interesting. Hey Chewy, you remember mouth sounds and mouth yeah. silence? Yeah. This is that guy's wife. Hey, by the way, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she's the also, races of Star Wars. That's this guy's wife. Oh, she's sure. also currently writing Constantine for yes. uh, mm-hmm. for DC, mm-hmm. working with uh, Doyle. Yeah, Riley Roswell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <sighs> apparently, awesome, right? You guys, lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adamus is Greek, part Greek, whatever, um, referring to diamonds. Oh, okay. That makes so sense that's why he ends like up being sparkle diamond. Sparkle guy at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, I figured out, I mean, obviously he makes good, it makes it pretty easy to recognize that he's made out of diamond at the end. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's no specific mythology or anything, but it does play off the idea that um, the Greek word for diamond is Adamus or related mm-hmm. to uh, the root, at least. Oh, okay. Nice. And finally, the last one is Ethel Meredith Grand is the writer and artist of a webcomic called Octopus Pie, <laughs> um, and Mike Holmes is another dude. Uh, so, what you guys think of this uh, story about? Wow, Chai? what a change in tone after that last yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I need to smile again. I don't know how to take this. I like, I thought it was silly. I oh, it's it. silly, it's but I feel bad. I mean, is this like? <laughs> Listen, I don't understand. Get yourself it's together, like a, Ethel. It's like a, it's <laughs> gotta like make a, them eggs. It's like a work conversation. Yes. It's like a conversation oh no, I got that. Work, it was super but, cringeworthy but on, there. But on the far, on, in, in the barnyard, you know, yeah. Yeah, with but animals. It, am I supposed to feel bad for the chicken? You're supposed to laugh, Alan. It's a, it's funny. It's a funny joke. Ha ha. But I feel so bad because that's a really difficult conversation. It is it a is. difficult that's conversation. That's why it's funny I mean, that a chicken s- is having that with the, uh, the farmer's time, daughter. All the other chickens you can't are crack potential over a frying pan. All you the- can't enjoy a fresh plate of green onions and potential. My favorite. Yeah. My favorite part is when I don't remember. Let me find the exact line. Uh, Where she the says, like, "Oh yeah, don't Gretchen hasn't missed this. an egg in five years. Yeah, don't, don't bring me into this." I just feel super because I feel like three chicks to support. I feel like the incubator is their mother. I feel like this is going to be the beginning of a comic that says uh that basically tells you hey don't work in a corporate environment because not everybody's cut out for that and you can go do your own thing and be special and like the chicken's gonna end up making web comics like is basically what this looks like to me <laughs> at the beginning of end up. it it ends at <laughs> the ending of it is the beginning of scott mcleod's how to make comics yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah dude i i there was that part. It's interesting because it puts you right in the middle because you're like, okay, cool. Like she just, she needs, you know, she needs the space to do the job and it just believe in her and she's got moxie. And then you're like, oh, but the other, the other ones are, are delivering consistently. Uh, and the, I mean, yeah, know, she's kind of not doing her job. They're right? in the same world, but at the same time <laughs> you like her, but at the same time, uh, kind of pull your weight a little bit. Yeah. It's like a, it's, it's, true to life maybe that's why maybe that's why i'm confused because i don't know who to side with <laughs> of like you gotta lay at least one like, like lay an egg every other life, day well, if that's, you have that's to what the, i think that's what works really well with the writing is that you you identify with multiple points of view i you know? guess i really like how in like how different this is from the rest of the book because i did not expect the last story to be 
I expect okay, the first one's kind of like 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 cutesy sci-fi, but it has that has that, has that cool kind of kind of art style that's kind of rounded, things like that. You have the next one, it's like super manga influence, very obviously an anime and manga influence. You have the third one, which is like a, a Greek myth, like how's this gonna end? Oh, it's gonna end with a chicken who's having a work-related conversation with a farmer's <laughs> daughter. I, it's, it's great. It came out of left field, and I I, I enjoy. It. I think it was like a, a great way to, to to remember it because it's like it's the great little tagline. It's like a little laugh to remember to go out and then. There you go. I, I really, I, I enjoyed this whole book. Actually, I really, really liked all the little stories. I, I, I liked all of them. It made me want to think about bringing something like a anthology more because it's something, it, it's something that where it's like you can enjoy four, three or four little stories. You're right, as opposed to one long thing that maybe in the middle of it you're like, oh man, is this almost over yet? How many more pages do I got? <laughs> this I was like, oh, forty pages is done already. Yeah, this seemed long, but I was already done with it. It's great. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. I really enjoyed yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I liked all of them. They were really good. They were fun I, to read. I think they all had their own unique charm or, or special captivating feature to it, you know, and it kind of, like, you don't have to, it's not like, oh, there's something in there for, like, everyone. Like, oh, well, there's one story there for you and you and you. It's like it, each of the stories, even though they're very different, all appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, where can people check us out? Uh, this is free. You can get it. Hey. Uh, you can get it on Comicsology. It's free there. Uh, I think if you go to to Wacom's site uh, <laughs> directly, you can actually download it as like a PDF or a CBZ or whatever. Uh, but they just sort of put this out, and and there's been hints that they're going to do another one, but they hinted about it and haven't said anything about it in a while. Uh, so I hope that they make more of these because I like number one creators. I like getting paid, and, and I like free comics. Number two. Uh, so hopefully we'll see more of this. But yeah, it's free on the internet. Ryan, much value. Absolutely. Yes. Much yes. value, such free. Value wow. town. Wow. Yes. <laughs> value town USA. Um, all right. And finally, to wrap up, uh, here's my issue uh, for this episode, this issue. Uh, Chewy, your turn. Tell us about the book that you brought this time. Um, I brought a book. It's called Rumble. It is out on Image. I brought Rumble number one. And I'm going to totally butcher names here, so I apologize here. Co-creators are John Arcudi and James Heron. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very interesting, obscure, uh, yeah. kind of vague story. And tell me <laughs> things. Uh, I don't know what I was... I mean, I, th- I think I know what I was expecting out of this book. Like in the first two or three pages, but that's not what I ended up getting. No, I okay. think. Do you think you got more than you bargained for? Or I less? absolutely. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. I think I got way more. Cool. This book did. This book did a, t- a couple of like tonal shifts where, like, at first I'm thinking like, oh, it's gonna be like Jack the Rip, or uh, no, first it's gonna be like Samurai Jack, I like Hyborian level of like or some sort of violence, like, or yeah, some sort of like street samurai or street warrior of some kind right. and i didn't get that at all which i really liked i i, I the second i opened this book and i saw the, the first page i was like oh this looks epic and then the yeah. next page like okay this is post-apocalyptic <laughs> what's with the okay that's a weird paul bunyan that's a yeah. weird pull and then i'll set it to the middle of a city you're like oh all right, that's that's gonna mean something later. I think let's keep going yeah. with this. Yeah. And, and I, what really struck me, the story, the story's good. I, I I enjoyed the story, but what really struck me, man, that art style. I really. You know, it's so style. weird because I think that my I my idea of the art, um, or my uh, my opinion of the art, grew with my opinion of the story. Okay. So I think originally I was looking, I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. All right, this looks all right. And then as I'm reading it, I'm getting way more in the art style. There's this one page. With the uh, so 
it's a dude working in a bar. There's an old uh, old guy, and then all of a sudden the old guy leaves, and then this like candle jack looking dude with a yeah, sword so shows up. <laughs> That's basically what he looks Don't like. Say his name. What do you mean candle? <laughs> I did. I was. I said apple jacks. Apple jacks. I didn't say candle jack. Oh, nuts. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't get it. Freakazoid. It's a freakazoid. Uh, you haven't yeah. seen Kettle Jack? Uh, no, no. Oh man. All you do is freakazoid. More, I know bro. exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think we're just gonna have to watch some Kettle uh, Jack. Oh yes. Yeah. Side oh, note: goodness. At work uh, the other day, I was we were sending pictures. I sent a picture of we were talking about freakazoid. I don't remember how it came. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. we were talking about this old house which had Norm Abram. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Norm Abram. Norm and, Abram. And I randomly put that one guy, which apparently his name is oh god, Ned. I remember his name. It was something. Is it Ned? I think it's Ned. Nervend or something. His last name is Nervend. It's that guy who was. Always like, oh, like in yeah. the background, With and his I, teeth all big. Yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah. And, I, and I told one of the guys like, you should change your image to change your like image in this day. He's like, what's that from? Like, and I posted from the Wikipedia article and said like he would just appear in the background, never saying a line, but he'd always have that face on. Sometimes he'd be interacted <laughs> with, and sometimes in the credits you'd see how many times he appeared in the show. <laughs> like, I'm Good like, times. Oh, oh man, I freaking love Freaky. Dude, that <laughs> show so was so ahead of its time. I, um, I have to say, even over Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain, and even over Tiny Toons, that's my favorite one because it's so. It's like, it's like, it's like, like listen, yeah. we're not going to be here for much longer. All the kids that have watched this is, are growing up. Let's go out on the can, weirdest thing possible. Can we reboot Freakazoid, please? Oh, man. I, I, have, I have both seasons if you want me to, if you want me to give them to you. Guys, I'm just real, down. real quick. Let's talk about this comic book. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I was going to pose a question that wasn't comic book related. Real quick. <laughs> fast, fast, fast. Okay, go, go, go. Uh, rebooting live action gritty Freakazoid. Who do you cast as Freakazoid? Go. <laughs> no, never. Let's never, not do let's that. Never do that. Please. <laughs> Freakazoid is just a cartoon version of Madman. Continue. Okay, it is, fair it's enough. It's actually true. accurate. I'm going to uh, go with James Franco. Okay. <laughs> you know I'm what? D- that would work. Sure, why not? Uh, so anyway, this dude with a sword shows up, cuts off or the JGL. old dude's arm, um, and then, you know, blah, 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 stuff happens. Uh, that being said, there's this page in here yeah. where he's looking at the weird note the old man wrote him. The old man stumbles in with half an arm missing, blood everywhere, go chew. And um, yeah. and then the Candlejack guy rushes in past him. But the weird thing about this is not only is this where the tonal shift happens, this reminds me so much art-wise of Six Gun. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I why, that. but I'm like, I'm blur. looking at it. The yeah. blur. Something about that blur. Yeah, that like blur that you. It's not like you could look see. at the original six gun artwork on the wall and then compare it. Yeah, it's just something about the the character design and like yeah the way the action works. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the automatopoeia is happening. Um, but as soon as it kicked into my brain that it looks like six gun, all, all of a sudden I was on board. <laughs> like I'm like, yes, You're let's like, do this, please. <gasps> this thing like that thing. Also. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. like that's exactly the thought that went this thing like that thing also the like. second thing that killed me was the demons that are chasing him he's oh, like yeah. give it up human and he runs away he's like give it up human what is that like oh, that's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, man. <laughs> that was that was the moment right there where I was like well, okay well, wait a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause that's the- where it crossed over from like Okay, this is weird. It looks kind of cool to like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be into this. I'm going to yeah. like this. It's like, <laughs> seriously, bro? Come on, man. You're making our job harder than yeah, it It's is. like, come on. We're not even like, we're like not even come on. Right let's now. just get this over Hello with. He says, the world yeah. of tomorrow. Why do you gotta say it like that? It's this thing called showmanship. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously the end, which I don't know if we should spoil, but the end like blew me away. Oh man, I, I'm I, I'm digging this. I remember seeing the cover, being like, "Oh man, it looks like a Chewy book." I'm sure he'll bring it at some point, and then I'll find out. And I think I recommended this. Yeah, I kept seeing this everywhere, and I was like, "I don't know. This is probably one of those like 
books with just blood and guts everywhere right? yeah. and, and just scary for no reason. I mean, a dude but gets now, his arm chopped off. There's demons chasing well, him. Well, no, but the thing is, like, we've read other books that are, you know, forgive me, kind of like that. Like, we read Nailbiter. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, well, you yeah. know, this is probably one of those books. But this is super good. Not Nothing against fans of Nailbiter. As, no. as far but as gore is, goes, it's not like... It's not that gory. Yeah, it's bad. not. Well, it's not so much that it's not yeah. that gory, but it seems to have this, like... And I mentioned earlier how much I enjoy high fantasy, but it seems to like not just be like you know old rundown city. Yeah, it has that. It has that. Uh, There's something magical that about like it. gravity. That gravity falls vibe. We mentioned gravity falls earlier in art style, but okay. this has that that vibe of like. It's sort of a boring, mundane city, but at the same time, there's all this like weird magic stuff that's happening right around the edges, mm-hmm. and and somebody's about to get sucked in out of the mundane part of life to this weird alternate, you know. Anti-Narnia monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm going to ask anti-narnia. a question here that I probably should already know the answer to. Um, multiple times you guys have referred to Gravity Falls as a children's show. Yep. I was aware of a show called, I thought, Gravity Falls, but it was like a drama, like no. on Fox or something. Mm-hmm. Not related. It must be something different. Gravity Falls is an animated show put on by Disney. Okay. Uh, where it's about some twins who live in Gravity Falls, Oregon, okay. at their uncle's mystery shack. Um, and Scam house. I'm sorry, not their uncle, their grunkle. Grunk, great, great uncle. uncle. Oh, uh, okay. It's very, very funny, but also has a heavy mystery element. Okay. Uh, so there's it's, a ton of mythology yeah. and like secrets in every episode that you have to decode so and unravel. I'm, e- and I'm either mixing up the name of another show or there's Twin another Peaks? show by the same. No, I would never <laughs> mix that up. Twin Peaks is amazing. Gravity Falls is like if Twin Peaks was a cartoon and funny. That sounds awesome. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, you should watch okay. it. Okay, or, or there's another show that shares the same name. There, I think there's a show that's similar. Um, name wise, I, I really liked in this non uh, Gravity Falls show <laughs> in this in this comic book when we first see the cop and there's that whole panel. It's just the cop's face. Yeah. And it's just, just like, like real close. And it's like the mustache. It's just like a mustache and it's tight and leathery and just like it's worn down by the city. And it's just like he's had one too many cups of coffee that day and his ulcers kicking in. And Darn fine <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Well, he no, says, this isn't funny. Yeah, here's, perfect. Here's yeah. what I was thinking while reading that scene, though. Like in 2015, is it really necessary to play out the whole cop show up just to call you crazy? You know what I mean? Like. Can, yeah. Can't you solve that in like a matter they of four re- panels? I really wanted that nine one one joke where it's like, no, you can't just cancel a nine one one call, man. It doesn't work that way. We still show up. To be yeah. fair, it is five panels. <laughs> no, it's like three pages. No, the cops thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cops goes. come in. Yeah, it wasn't page that. one. Uh, it, it didn't to me. It didn't, two, it, to me, it didn't take away three. that much. I mean, didn't take away any more than than, than Paul Bunyan Land. If anything, which I thought Alan, was weird anything, and fun. If anything, that is the only bit of cliche in this whole book. That's yes. absolutely true. Yes. yes. Also, what's up with the dudes in the river? I yeah, here's figure it out. <laughs> here's what this. Here's what this I'm first sure issue we'll does. Out. This first issue in- introduces like six story threads. It does. Yeah. And then it's only true. continues did, with one of them. <laughs> but you know what they did great in that swamp scene? Mm. They uh, referenced uh, cryptozoological creature. Yeah, skunk ape. Skunk yeah, ape. Yeah, skunk ape. Good old skunk ape. A.K.A. Yep. our roommate, Matt Price. Uh, <laughs> um, He's so, from Australia. Chewy, where can people pick this up and check it out? Um, I got it at Brick and Mortar. 
Um, you can still find it floating around. It's in trade at this point as well. Um, it is an image book, so you can find it on the online comic Do you know how many volumes providers. are out right now? Volumes? Oh, like collections, man. if there's one or two? Maybe two. Okay. I know. So it's not, it hasn't been around that long. We're talking at you like. You catch up real fast. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, 12 I, I issues I want to say maybe like a maximum of that, but I want to say it's still, you know, like pr- pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I, I dug it. I liked the art. I thought the story was intriguing enough and there was just enough action and violence in there. And I want to find out what's up with those demons. Still, I still don't know why it's called Rumble. I really. So with those demons, those Ed and Nettie demons. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, they are Ed and Nettie demons. So that's great. <laughs> so that is gonna do it for a first. I'm sorry uh, for here's my issue this time, and now we move on to part two of the show. We first talk about his giant sword. No, we didn't. Dude, that's awesome. Giant sword. That's an awesome. He has a uh, what's that? What's that book called? Uber. Was that the name of the... No, not Uber. Uh, Uber is that car driving car. service. Yeah. No, no, the... The Bers- one with the, that manga... Berserk? The, Berserk. Yeah. yeah. That is a German <laughs> yeah. thing. It's got a giant... It's got a yeah. giant... It's got a Berserk sword. sword. Um, I guess the most recent issue that came out is number eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, All right, there you totally go. catch upable. There you go. Uh, so, moving on to the uh, First Prince section first of our show. Time. I believe Alan or, or Ryan, who... who recommended that we read this book it was kind of a con- i don't remember who said it i first. brought it up and then ryan backed me on that at some point so i'm yeah. gonna say that you go ahead you you got you were the one who initially bring it up so you get to introduce it alan what did we read for first prince th- or this time so we read a book called <laughs> i kill giants um it is uh done by joe kelly and is it jm ken jm jm ken i just i don't know it's like as should far I say- as i know yeah, yeah. okay jm ken uh nimura Mm-hmm. Uh, Niimura. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's it's about a girl who lives in a small town. Nobody really understands her. She uh, kind of is really infatuated with this idea of uh, it's Mjolnir, right? Well, it's it's sort not of, Mjolnir, yeah. it's sort of Kovaliski, but yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's a, she's, a magical hammer. Yeah. She's a, a Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings type she's, nerd. Oh, she's a yeah, she's a super nerd, and like she's kind of rough. Around She's the got edges. like a yeah. dissociative disorder what? type of thing going. It's like on. A, it feels like yeah, it. it feels yeah, like early that. on in the book. It's yeah. one of those nerds who like doesn't know like their boundaries are not very well defined and they don't know when to like shut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just like I've yeah. no, I've known well I mean, we I've known people who are who are like this. Oh, yeah. we all have, and I think that's yeah. what makes it really interesting to read. I read this offhand, like uh, I was kind of perusing, as it were. Uh, certain places where i read comics and uh this came up and i started reading it not really knowing what it was and then because when you read the title you think it's going to be something really kind of fantastic yeah like high fantasy type i kill giants yeah and it turns out to be this interesting slice of life small psychological yeah. sort of anal- uh, analytical Mm-hmm. Love story, I guess. I mean, not between two no, people, love. but like yeah. it's about a story love. about love, family story. Yeah, about love. it's a and I mean, kind of like being in love with an idea, also mm-hmm. like in the infatuation with an, yeah. with an idea. Yeah. Um. So, and even all and even almost taking. I mean, it's something that I'm sure we've all done at some point if you had to deal with a trauma, and maybe not to this extent, but taking taking 
comfort or taking sanctuary in something that you know is fam- and are familiar with in yeah. order to help you maybe deal with, or even in this case, maybe escapism. Put escape from yeah, your reality. Yeah. So at what point does escapism become detrimental? Yeah. yeah. Like exactly. everybody needs escapism. It's something mm-hmm. we use to cope and it's something that gets yeah, us through the like day. It's like dealing with traumatic events as yeah. a child. But the thing is that they don't tell you that. No, like that's not, not brought up almost at all <laughs> until the last issue. So yeah, I, uh, I kind of saw it coming a little bit. It's so, a, it's a, but I don't mean that in a mean way. But I, but, but yeah. See, okay. Yeah. So uh, to what extent? Because when, so, I was reading this, it gives you little glimpses into she will not go upstairs because there's something as, evil living up there. As soon as for me, as soon as they mention the whole like, oh, I don't want to go upstairs or like it, it's mm-hmm. up there, and she's blocking things out when people are talking and it's being quote like let's say censored or muffled. And out the more for and you. more you get that, it's more and more like parent based. The first time she they said that because they're like, oh, dad's run off and you're what? That was like, okay, mom's upstairs. She's not coming home, so. She's a junkie, or she's dying. That's what yeah. I. Yeah, one, I wasn't one of sure. the one of the two things is going on. I, I so I I was prepared from that yeah. for that from the beginning, and I, I shielded myself. I'll, from that. I'll be honest, <laughs> I was prepared for that from the beginning, but when that moment finally hit, luckily these guys were in my room recording Eyes in the Dark. But if they would have come out at that moment, they would have seen a full grown, almost thirty year old man sitting on the couch with his eyes full of tears, it, practically crying. It hurt because you're just like. I, I don't know how I, they did it. I told you. I, like, I warned <laughs> and you. And I knew it. And that's the thing. That's the reason I'm saying that I, I, I had that idea early on is because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. And I was like, it's not going to hit me. Nope. I know it. I'm ready for it. It's not going to do it. And it, it, sure enough, it still hit hard. I was like, I was ready for that punch. I saw it coming at me. I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm. You know what? I know it's going to hurt, but I'm going to deal with it. No. So it, I, I did not take it I off. was sitting yeah, next to I. Ryan, I think, yeah. in the airport when I was reading it. And... um. I mean, you saw me. You can attest that I did not break down and cry. It's true, okay. but but you definitely I, were quiet. I may, I I was quiet. There was a moment <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, yeah, mm, okay, yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> You're on radio too. We get it. I know. I like to imagine there's a very quiet inside. Maybe only you heard of a little bit of. Like a little, like a, little a little whimper. A little whimper. Because that's how it started with yeah. me. It was a little whimper. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my eyes start watering. I'm like, no. Yeah. So, no. So, so, why so you, no joke. Uh, I have first prints of this book. Really? Uh, awesome. I, I bought this cool. book when it was coming out, uh, as it was coming out. And so I read it, actually, in the same airport with Chewy. Uh, and I was I was a little ahead of him. And at one point, he's like, he turns to me, he's all, I hate this girl. And I'm like. Oh, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then when I got to that end, I I'd been we'd been on a business trip, and I hadn't seen my family for like a couple of days, for yeah. five days, and I knew it was coming. Yeah, I've read this book before. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I was still like, ah, okay, guys, so I'm going back. See my kids. We're gonna drink water real <laughs> yeah. fast. Uh, I, let me let me throw my story I, in there. I have to go. But we're boarding right now. I, I have diarrhea. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> diarrhea shuts it down. Um, uh, uh, I I spent like my day off when it was the first cloudy day we've had in a while, oh, and it man. was cold, and I had like nothing to do basically, and I was like reading this book, and I I should not be left alone with my thoughts, and it was just. It yeah, same thing, Ian. Like it was, I held it together, but like barely. Like that was, yeah, I, it was a thin thread. Oh <laughs> yeah. man, it was, it was bad. It was bad to the point where she finally did. But like, I don't know. It's like I, I, I kind of just this 
guys, this guy, guys, this book made me get over my obsession with death and like l- fearing death a little bit. Oh, like because I was just kind of like, why? Because there was a counselor that spoke directly to you via this book. <laughs> well, no, but it, but it was Have just. Have you ever spoken to a counselor? Probably, about death? probably not. But but like the idea that like it's but even she was like the like I can't remember the main girl's name. What was her name in the book? I'm sorry, this sounds. I, I don't remember. Giant sorry. killer. Uh, Barbara Barbara even at the very end she was just like she was almost wiser than the counselor was at the very end she's like it's okay like she's just she's she's saying goodbye like it's 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 ah god it was so beautiful like I I don't know how to describe it because the beginning of this book if you read the first issue and then I said Read the last issue, be like, "How did we get here?" Yeah. Like, yes, it like, doesn't make any. This sense. girl in the beginning is and like, I, "You don't want to like her." At yeah. the very end, by the very end, you're like, "The first three I, issues, I, I I hated her." Yeah, and here's the thing. Again, I had already made the connection as to where it's going, so I'm like, "Okay, obviously there's going to be a change, and she's going to be a better person." But I, I I hated how it was. Honestly, I I hated the idea where it was like. They weren't making some of that stuff a little bit clear early on, and they have her doing things like um, verbally assaulting, yeah. like yeah. her teacher, yeah. you know, based on her what she perceives to be her sexual orientation. Um, she slaps, she physically assaults the counselor. Yeah, she physically um, assaults a couple people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing: the whole stuff with the bully, where I, I look yeah. at that as she's defending herself, whatever. But uh, the stuff where she's, you know, she just can't take it. So she hits the counselor. She uh, feels like she's getting picked on by the PE teacher. So she calls her a. a yeah. I don't know if I should say it or not. But Probably not. Basically. <laughs> just Read like, the book. You'll see it. Yeah. It, it's it's a slur against, you know, people of a certain sexual orientation. Um, and, you know, she has, she, again, like cusses at other people. She like hates her sister and is like, I hate you and this and this and that. Even though again, kind of like in that other book with the, uh, the captain, it's like this girl is working. She's trying to put dinner on the table for like her brother and sister. And like, it's like this food sucks and I hate you. And, all that sort of stuff. He's like, dude, she's trying. Maybe it's because like I work and I'm an <laughs> yeah. adult, and I'm like, yeah. she's trying. You don't I get know. it. Oh man, she's, that, that, that's exactly it. You're an adult. Yeah. This this girl is very clearly a kid. Well, yeah, she's, and she's misappropriating yeah. her anger. She's misappropriating her emotions. She doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah, because what she's having to deal with is something that no person at that age. There's two things that people shouldn't deal with. A parent should never have to lose their child. And a child should never have to lose their parent at this age, in my opinion. I think yeah. those are the two toughest things that a person can go through. Yeah. Um, because I, you're not ready. You're not ready for that to be it. Especially I, when you don't have your dad yeah. either. Like, there's nobody. I this think, is the only person you've got. Well, it's not about the, the, that there's nobody. It's that you don't realize that there's someone else there. Right. And like yeah. her, her sister and mm-hmm. stuff. And her brother doesn't make things better, you know, no. by being a typical older brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this book does that does something really interesting. The first three issues of the book are not written, I think, for people of that demographic of that age group that she is in. No, let's say that are experiencing that stuff. No, that stuff. That first, those first three issues, I think, are written for the people who are adults who know people. Of that age group going through those things, or maybe yeah. even new people when they were that age who were just like, God, these people were annoying. Kind yeah. of being, yeah, but kind yeah. of, kind of exactly, yeah. kind of being like, this is 
what it looks like on the outside and it's scary because it's like what is wrong with you you can't mm-hmm. go around mm-hmm. hitting people you know I, it did remind me of some people in my life yeah and i think that's why it kind of bugged me because it, it hit a little close to home where i'm like you don't get it like people are there for you and people are trying um but the second half of the book i think is where it's aimed towards people going through that of that age group because it's like hey listen all that stuff that happened before it happened it, totally not okay like totally yeah. not okay and you have to realize these people are here to help you you know look this this person the friend what i forgot what her name was sophia sophia you know she was there she was there during the bad times and now you've kind of pushed her away you mm-hmm. know you did this to the counselor you did this that and now you're kind of like all alone it's kind of like that light bulb of like oh I don't, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be allowing these people to help me. And then it does make that change. So I think it's a really interesting approach where it's one book that has two halves for both sides of the same coin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you get a lot of, and I think that is interesting because a lot, like, like what you said, we don't go through, not everybody goes through that. Not everybody even knows people who go through that. But we still are four people who read this book and end up really feeling something out of it. And I'm wondering, like, why do you guys think, you know, is it the number of issues? Was it just because we spent so long reading it? Was it because, was it because of the subject matter? Was it because we know people who have gone through that kind of thing? Um, Like, did it speak to you personally? Like, what is it that made us all feel that at the end of this book? Like, Uh, it's it's not just because she had a mom that was sick. It it can't be just that. For me, the moment that made me get that really i mean like that all made it made it hard but the moment that i was like that i finally understood what this was about and kind of finally understood how it relate to me and how it affected me and how it actually kind of even personally on a personal level like i said touched me is because mm. it's that moment where 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 and i think it's the second to the last issue or the second to last issue where the and i have it pulled up right here where the titan actually tells her why she why he's there oh yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah. i think that second to last issue is exactly that was the point for me yeah where i like put it all together yeah yeah and i think that was the one and i'm like i'm really feeling things right now just looking through it like oh. i had to put it away right now well yeah. and, I mean, I'm like it it's yeah. so powerful that and way. i mean just that the, the lines there like made it all make like it's weird because i'm a I, you figure i'm 27 years old i'm gonna be 28 next april i should have this all figured out by now right but it, it didn't until i read this and i realized oh man like I'm worried about the wrong thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just the, uh, should I read it and make you cry on? No, let's it? not do that. Should let's let everybody it? else well, read it. Yeah. But there's, there's a really powerful, some really powerful dialogue in there that just kind of like, I agree. Snapped my perspective. It took me out of the story for a minute and snapped my life into perspective. Ryan, what was it about that book that made you feel things? Uh, there's not like one. Well, was it like a top two? Ryan, I mean, the difference between all of us is you're a parent. Yeah. You no. don't, we don't have, none of us in this room have that. That's we, true. That's we brought this point. up before, like when we talked about smile and stuff. Yeah. But we don't have that perspective yet, but you do. So how does that, let's, we'll focus on that. How does that perspective, oh, man, it's that just, filter work with this book for you? It's, I mean, it's just brutal because like I, I, I'm young enough that I still remember being a kid and I still remember sort of like, you know, purposely not thinking about things and, and going into like a fantasy world instead for you know random stuff like moving or things like that but i'm old enough you know and i have kids and i can sort of see it it's it's paying attention to you know being aware that that my kids are going to go through things like this and that i need to 
man, I don't know, makes me <laughs> want to have to, you know, make sure I'm a better dad or something. I don't <laughs> know. Like it's, it's, it's really tough. It's, it's part of what true was saying. It's like, look, I'm, you know, this is all the stuff that I'm doing. I'm putting all the food on the table and you're, you know, you're just some kid. You don't realize well, all the work that's involved and, with. And not, right. It's like, frustrating. And all not just that, I'm that doing. part in terms of responsibility, but the whole, when, when you know someone is going through something yeah, and you're like, Hey, I'm here for you. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't, crawl inside their brain and rearrange and, and their fix neurons it. Yeah. and stuff, oh, man. you know? It's, it's the most brutal thing. And then, like, it's like, it's like, look, I know you're angry, but I can't just let what you did slide. Like, yeah. there still has to be consequences, even though I love you, and yeah. even though I know that why, the reason that you did this is because of this external factor. Yeah. Um, oh, man, this yeah. book just, it just, like, this is so real. Yeah. Like yeah. this book is, is as much, it's called I kill giants and it's a, it's a, you know, there's a lot of elements of fantasy in it, but like, I don't think we've read another book that that's this, like hits this close to home in terms of, like, I knew real, six real gun. genuine people. I think six gun was close, this, this, but this, we didn't, gun, was close. but we didn't read six gun as a first prince. Yeah. I no. would say six gun in the sense of like, they both deal with acceptance. Yeah, yeah. You know, acceptance and moving acceptance forward. Acceptance is probably part acceptance of the hardest, of the acceptance one of the of, hardest things to deal with as an adult. Yeah, acceptance yeah. of the end of something and, and then knowing that whatever's going to be next is going to be okay. Yeah. I, for me, the, this book had uh, the part where, I mean, it, again, the first three issues were a little tough because I'm like, I, uh, mm, yeah. this, this person this is kid. really yeah. making me angry. Um, but... Again, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I know they're doing, they're just acting irrational, which is not okay. I hope they address that, and they did. So it it shifted before, you know, my opinion had shifted before, but the part where I felt like the most real was in the sixth issue, page nineteen, the one that's almost like a full splash with where it's just like negative space, and it's her standing there with a the hammer by herself, and she says, "I believed I." I fought so hard, so hard. There isn't anything I could have done, was there? And then there's that little panel at the bottom in the crack and says, I'm sorry. Um, I thought that because it's just that moment of realization of there are things you can't beat. There are things that just have to happen. And then to follow that up in the last issue, it's when she finally goes up to be with her mom. And it's, um, which page is it? I think it's 19 also <laughs> something about page 19 where, um, you know, she's like uh, it, with her mom her mom's like in my dream. But then she says, no, no, I'm not scared of storms. Neither am I. They can be sort of beautiful. Can't they? And after everything is so quiet and she says, mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom. You know, I thought that was cool. Cause it, that's the moment where you're like, she has accepted and changed, you know, mm-hmm. the way she perceives things, which will, you know, have a positive effect going forward. But for me, this book in those last two issues did a real, like, um, Ian will kind of understand this. Uh, and any of you that have listened to eyes in the dark, um, it was very reminiscent at a lot of points of the Baba Duke, uh, mm-hmm. that movie. And if you haven't watched that movie, it's great, but there's Another just a lot of heavy, like acceptance. heavy topics and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I dug it because of that. Yeah, I, I would highly, highly recommend this to you, especially, A, especially if you were this kid. 
yeah. and read the first issue and you'll know if you were you were this yeah, kid. Yeah, I knew and, a couple of these kids. And maybe yeah. and maybe a little part of you is still this person or maybe you've grown past and that in your own you, way. Even if you weren't this kid, you knew this kid. Yeah, and, yeah. and maybe it, it, it gives you pause. It gives you a moment to realize there might have been something going on there that I had no idea about. And, right. you know, it's almost like, Sounds like Billy Madison. A little Man, bit. am I glad I called that guy? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we didn't talk about the art at all. Oh, but that's the, and that's yeah, that's the other part I was going to mention. That the art in this is incredible. But like, here's the for thing: for black is and white and gray. Oh my god, it's I didn't so, think you could do what this with black and white and gray. The <laughs> art in this book is so strategic. It's a stylized, very thin pencil, like not even full pictures sometimes. Yeah, and then it's other times, super loose. It's super loose, and you get good. But I mean, it's dynamic. There's flow. Um, the panel layout is 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 great. Um, really, a lot of emotion coming from these like anime esque, very like overexpressive faces faces. And then you get certain panels, you get splash pages, you get these things that are hauntingly beautiful, like like a calm ocean on like at midnight in a height, like a full moon type. You know, it's black, it's white, it's it's gray, but the amount of small detail, the amount of things that your eye fills in around the shadows that may or may not even be on that page is what makes it hit the hardest, mm-hmm. and it takes. I don't know if people would recognize how much skill it takes to strategically plan out and build up to those kinds of panels and pages because that's not something if you did the entire book like that your eyes would get saturated with it and you get used to it. If you did the yeah. panel without if you did the book without those pages it would still work but it wouldn't it wouldn't be like like a camera coming into focus. It's like you get that blur and everything. You can kind of see what's happening. And it's like, this is okay. It's working. And then you just get full 1080p. This is like a thing right here. And then you just get, it's like you get blown away. Like the first time you saw a high definition photo, right? It's like, I didn't know there were that many colors. In this case, there's only three. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's, I don't know. I, I love with that art style. Yeah. I, I th- this book is great. Uh, art wise, story wise, everything. Like this is, to me, this is like we finally found, in my opinion, we finally found the the the. If you liked if if you liked uh, Six Gun Gorilla, yeah. please read this. Yeah, it's totally different style, totally different type of story, but the message is is similar. And yeah. I think it, this is a another one of those books that I didn't think anything of. You said, "Oh, you're gonna cry," and I was like, oh, "Okay." And I even <laughs> saw it. I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna cry because the mom's gonna die, right?" Yeah. But like spoilers, by the way, if you haven't read it, um, <laughs> sorry. But I, I, I'd hope that you would before this. Um, but we told you to read. We it. told we you. We did. Yeah. Um, so, but like, it, and it still hit me on an emotional level because I didn't expect. I expected to be like, "Hey, you got to deal with this," but not in the way in which it was presented. In the way in which it was, it wasn't like I'm going to deal with this, and then okay, I dealt with that. That's it. It's almost like I have a new outlook on life. I have a new way of looking at the world. And it's it, a new it, tool for your. Emotional and it, tool belt. And it gave me that too. So I, I really, really like this book. And a as lot. soon as I, I read as it. soon as I read this book and we did this podcast yep. and it didn't hit me till about halfway through and then I thought I saw this somewhere. I got it got brought up on the internet and I'm like, we have to read this. Like yeah. this is something oh, yeah. that I really and I felt scared bringing it because I knew that it had like a different tone than everything else we read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't sure how you guys were going to react if I was going to get looked no. on. Like this was <laughs> like, right. you guys, you have terrible taste. So I'm really, oh, I knew really it had fantasy it. elements. I'm like, Oh, Alan brought this. I'm like, Alan, <laughs> were you a little, this kid? <laughs> you know, what's funny is I was the friend 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I had a couple like friends that. that were just like this, and I was the friend. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I can't say that uh, I ever had any friendships that worked out like it did in this book. No. But I I think that's where I related the most to it, is I it's knew okay. a couple people like I, it. I'm a jerk too, Alan. Maybe there's some secret turmoil going on in my life. Nah, you're just a jerk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. All right, guys. Uh, I'm so sure you check that out. They're I working on making this a movie. Are they really? Uh, yeah, they announced that Zoe Saldana had been cast as the... The the oh, counselor. I don't know oh, if I can handle this in real life. Oh man. So yeah, I, I, I guess heard. Chris Columbus's production company is producing. I it. could see that. Please be. Please do good. I think it's being animated. It's being written by Joe Casey, the guy who wrote it, because oh, good. he is part of a company called Man of Action. That oh yeah, yeah, I know Man of Action. They they do a lot of television shows. They do Ultimate like Spider Man. Yeah. So he is a he also does scripts. So he's written the script for the film. So. Sweet. Um, so yeah, I Chew. would highly recommend it. Two's gonna say a thing. Do you have something? Uh, no, now I have to say something because you guys stopped, <laughs> even though I told Alan no. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, I thought I heard it was going to be like a show, and I was like, that's going to be weird, and then saying that it's going to be a, a, a feature is, is better. It makes, it makes sense. Better. Okay. makes sense. Hey, it's worked with other comics like Coraline and stuff. It's worked. Um, so, um, yes. So that is uh, I Kill Giants. Uh, where can people pick this up? Is it digital? digital available? Paper. Yeah, it was, it was printed. It's from Image. Image has kept it in print. You can get it in trade paperback. You can get I it recommend digitally. Getting it in trade. Yeah. Um, you you can still find first issues of it occasionally somewhere. If you if you have not read this, if you're looking to read it, if you're looking to give it to somebody to read, get it in trade. Let yeah. them read the whole thing. Get the collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it reads really much better all at once. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, that was uh, First Prince, and that is the second part of our show. Now we move on to the four color character compendium, Ryan. Wipe away those tears and pull out the four color, <laughs> the four color tome. Open it, lift its heavy binding, and tell us who are we learning about this evening. Um, slide to unlock. <laughs> uh, so, so this evening we were reading about Stephen J. Steve Ditko. Oh, so we're learning about a a, a comic book uh, personnel yeah, person, a comic not, book a, not a creator. Not a, yes, uh, he is a comic I book writer and artist, <laughs> mostly artist. Uh, known as the artist and co-creator of Spider-Man. Whether he wants to accept that credit or not, he is the writer and co- uh, the, was the artist and co-creator of Spider-Man. Yep. Yes. Also, cre- co-creator of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Doctor um, Strange. Uh, among among other characters. Uh, Read so, some of them off. Sure. Uh, he revamped Blue Beetle. Okay. Uh, created or co-created uh, the Question, the Creeper, Shade, the Changing Man, Hawk and Dove. Uh, for those are those are all DC characters mm-hmm. actually. Um, so Marvel Jack went wise, over there and was like, "Hey, it's better here." <laughs> uh, Captain Adam. Okay. Uh, did a lot of work with Carlton Comics or Charl- Charlton 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 Comics. I think it's Charlton. Uh, Charlton. Yeah, which hence Blue Beetle. Hence Blue um, Beetle and uh, and also the question as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's. I mean, he was there early. He was one of the. I mean, he was doing comics in the fifties. So pre. You know, golden the golden golden age comics, not quite Siegel and Schuster level back back in the forties, but before Marvel was Marvel, mm-hmm. there was Steve Ditko. Uh, he worked with uh, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. He mm-hmm. actually shared a studio with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he got a start in in early nineteen fifty three, uh, drawing science fiction story, uh, Fantastic Fears number five. Okay, um, those of you who want to try to track it down. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Um, yeah, 
he also did. I mean, and the fifties were an interesting time in comics because because mostly it was like science fiction, yeah. horror comics, and romance comics. Yeah, not a lot of superhero stuff going. No, on. No, that's true. Time. You know, it'd be crazy. Is it weird that the first thing I would do if I went back in time and I found myself in like the in like the golden age of comics is just buy as many golden age. <laughs> as I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, is that wouldn't wouldn't that be the same as like getting the almanac? Yeah, but here's like... the difference. I wouldn't sell them. I would hold on to them for me, and then when I die. My my dumb Marty McFly. You wouldn't kid. sell one. Nope. Really. Nope. Nope. Hundred thousand dollars sitting in your closet. You're not going to do anything with nope. it. Nope. All right. No. Just because I could say I have Detective Comics number twenty seven. I have the first appearance of Batman, and people be like, "No." I'm like, "It's in mint condition." They're like, "No," and I go, "Look, and here it is. I have I have Amazing Fantasy fifteen in mint condition. Here it is." Well, and that's one of the things that uh, that Ditko did a lot of work in. Were those uh, before Marvel was called Marvel's called Atlas Comics, and it cost me a dollar for all of these <laughs> <laughs> and the time travel. They thought it yes. was weird that the president was looking different. <laughs> <laughs> Does ever come back? Everybody's got lizard tongues. <laughs> well, but I mean, at that Donuts point, because you hadn't yes. so, you hadn't sold anything. It wouldn't. That's true. But have. what if somebody was supposed to get that comic instead of me, That's and true. I got the last one? True. Or Man. something happened. Maybe a kid Alan was supposed Moore to get it and started reading, comics. and he didn't walk across the street and get hit by a car. Yeah. And now we don't have, I don't know. The, yeah, then Alan Moore yeah. got hit by a car. And yeah. Now he's dead. And then Watchmen was never written. Yeah. And... <laughs> so, anyway, world. back to Steve Ditko. Puppets will remain <laughs> anyway. puppets and not deities. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, but he did a lot of work for Atlas Comics uh, pre Marvel for all of their like flagships where all of the a lot of the big Marvel characters are created. He did work in. Journey into Mystery and Strange Tales and Amazing Adventures and Strange Worlds and Tales of Suspense and Tales to Astonish. Uh, I love all how of, vague all these comic book aren't they? Are. Aren't they great? Because you They're can just like, put whatever you want. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is fantastic and stories to dream by. <laughs> so, Ian, explain to us the story of the creation of Spider-Man and why or why not Steve Ditko cares to take credit for it. Uh, sling us a, a thread. As far as, a, a as, far as a, I understand, rich Steve tapestry. Ditko was responsible, if I remember correctly, for the costume. That is his, if I remember if, if I remember correctly, my history serves. He was, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, because I'm not 100%. But he was responsible for the costume. And of course, because the story, and, and I don't know if it was, he, was, he, was he responsible at all for the story elements at all uh, in any way? It kind of depends on who you ask, but mostly no. Mostly okay. that was a, a smile and stand thing. Yeah, but 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 the costume though was was him. That's all. That was all, Dicko. You know yeah. the thing that makes Spider Man Spider Man. Well, the thing well, <laughs> the thing that makes Spider Man Spider Man is two parts, twofold. It's the story because you could tell me that same Bruce Wayne Batman story, but if he's a red guy in a jumpsuit with a domino mask and bat wings, I don't care. Yeah. Like he doesn't have that interesting look. The look is part of what sells it. You know. Indiana, like, listen, Darth Vader could be the coolest guy ever, but if he looks like a giant red clown, no one's going to care. But he's got that look, and then that look with that story works. So it's, 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 it's twofold. So, I, and I, he yeah. hasn't taken credit because, of course, everyone's like, oh, Stan Lee made all these things. Stan Lee made everything. And you would imagine that, you know, the way the Marvel method worked back then is Stan would say, this is what's going to happen. He's a, he's a kid. He's got spider powers. Go. And, you know, and, and we'll write the dialogue balloons later. Um, here's the basic idea of a story. So Stan didn't come up and say, okay, he's got, got a red costume and eyes and there's webbing on him. He didn't say any of that business. Yes. It was just, hey, he's a kid. He gets bit by a spider. He got spider powers and he tries to use them to get money. And then his uncle uh, gets killed and he learns that with great power comes great responsibility. Go. 
And then he battles Bonesaw. And, and while yeah, <laughs> he battles, he battles Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, Cultural so, icon <laughs> with the creamer. Um, <laughs> so this is getting way too deep. For anyway, me. Um, so uh, wrestling, bro. But the, but the thing it. is, no. and, and I love Stan. I'm looking at a picture of me and Stan together right now. Um, but and I love Stanley. Uh, it's a picture. It's right up there. Yeah, I see it. I'm looking at it. <laughs> He's looking at another photo of Stan. I'm trying to find the other photo. Uh, it's around here somewhere. I think I put him down there. You um, just have him on your desk. No, at all times. I think I'm good. Um, so, you're embarrassed of Stan? No, oh. but that's our special. Then we'll we'll get there anyway. Um, but the idea behind him getting sole credit for Spider-Man when in actuality somebody else designed that costume, which is a, which is as pertinent to Spider-Man's backstory, mm-hmm. is 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 that costume. Uh, that costume is very, very, very important to everything. So, um, Spider-Man, your argument is, is invalid. Some the of the, end. some of the <laughs> argument, some of the explanation on the on the Wikipedia article says that Stan came up with the idea and then pitched it to Kirby. Kirby drew like five pages, and Stan is like, "Well, I hate all of this. This is all terrible." <laughs> and so Kirby was like, "Well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't got time. I'm gonna go back to drawing." And then he went to his he went to his pal Steve Ditko. He's like, "Hey, Stan had this idea. Apparently, he hates it that well, the way I did it. So maybe you try." And and his was the one that stuck. But I mean, they mentioned they mentioned what Kirby is, is... Kirby's drawing having a web gun <laughs> that you carry around with your hand oh, and shoot webs. Yeah, that, that, sounds sound, dumb. that doesn't sound like so, something that. Uh, yeah, that's also another point. It's like it's almost like. But here's the difference. It's I was gonna say it's almost like Bill Finger with Batman. But here's the difference. Stan will openly give credit to Steve and says, "Hey, I give Steve credit. He helped tremendously. It wasn't me alone." And Steve is like, "I don't really care." I don't really care what Stan says. Like, I'm not saying like Steve's a bad guy. He's just he's probably got burned for a number of years, and Whatever. now Stan's finally saying, you know what? Yeah, I was also Steve, and you know, he's probably just like he's he's probably a little like, bitter about it. Steve, right, do you nice. know how much money there is in this right now? <laughs> um, well. Question: What makes Steve's art Steve's art? Like, are there? I know, like who we is talked about. We talked Steve's about art? with with Kirby. When I look at amazing Kirby fan, crackle, yeah. Yeah. When I look at Amazing Fantasy 15, with well, the difference I noticed between, let's say, Jack Kirby's art, Jack Kirby's art feels a little more, uh, for lack of a better word, rounder, mm-hmm. um, to where I, I, when I look at the characters drawn by, um, drawn by, by Ditko, they're very almost, almost straight, like okay. very straight line, very symmetrical looking. Okay. Um, that I mean, that to me is what is what differentiates his art style. Uh, if you ask me to to have, I don't know if I could. I don't know. Has Jack Kirby ever drawn a picture of Spider Man before? He well, has. at some point he did. Dicko is, but I mean, of like the Spider Man we know and love, like it's very dynamic. Whereas, like Kirby, everything, all the stuff that he draws feels like it's like carved out up. of stone. Yeah. Like, because you look at Kirby art and it feels like everything is so monolithic. But Steve Ditko, everything is is like in motion as you look at it, and that's why he sort of worked as the creative Spider-Man, especially all the Spider-Man stuff. Because I, I I don't know my idea of Spider-Man when I was a kid is that he's always moving around like an actual spider, and that's how a lot of the Ditko Spider-Man stuff looks. Uh, I mean, he also worked on. Um, he was basically one of the oh, one of the people who took. Who took sort of? That's Jack Kirby's Spider Man. Yeah, oh, that's look at terrible. It. Yeah, looks oh, like the Blue nice. Beetle. He yeah. looks like the Blue Beetle. Really Ironically, <laughs> Ironically. Uh, yeah. But but Ditko took Incredible Hulk, took Iron Man, and made them from one-off tales of you know a clown into uh, you guys remember Clown Hulk? Yeah, Clown yes. Hulk. Uh, clown it, clown he Hulk. he actually like created those stories and helped helped make them into 
you know, the versions of Iron Man that we're used to. He's he's the creator of the the red and mel- the red and gold Iron Man armor, for instance. Although there there's still still some sort of turf war about whether or not it was him or Kirby who chose those colors and yeah. set up the way. I'm there. looking at Jack Kirby drawing Spider Man. I definitely prefer Ditko's Spider Man. But it's not it's, even the character design, but just like him drawing regular as we know him, Spider Man. I just Spider Man's too. I don't know. He doesn't have that like huge quality that like Ditko, like the like the the Kirby characters have, like the Hulk, which is or Thor, which he's big. Like he seems smaller. He seems more agile. It doesn't seem like he can't do those epic poses with Spider Man. Yeah. Like he needs to be more like yeah, that's I don't know. True. In fact, it, most it most Spider Man pictures are him folded in half. I mean, like look. <laughs> I mean, like look at yeah. this picture. This is a Jack Kirby pic- drawing of Spider Man. Um, I mean, look at it. Mm. It, it doesn't look like it's like that looks like maybe a pose that maybe Iron Man could be it, in. Yeah, it's or like Thor. you're taking. It, it's a very specific style. It looks like that that you know Ditko's doing there because you can take you know Kirby's art and try to cram it into something that it shouldn't be. You know, versus this. Or exactly, you know, with Ditko, it looks like you have that fluidity. Yeah, that it's not. Like, it, yeah, it's it's. You're right. It feels. It feels more like Kirby's artwork is more like posed to where these this feels more like in mid action, yeah. mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like a st- like a frozen. It's it's like it's like a freeze frame of somebody doing like a, an awesome pose versus a freeze frame of somebody mid jump. Yeah, you know, like one an is, action shot. Yes, exactly. Well, and the other thing, Ditko is really well known for not only creating uh, Doctor Strange, but really just making it super weird. Like especially if you think about the time that Doctor Strange was coming out. In the uh, the mid '60s, mid to late '60s, oh, he was. But I mean, he was <laughs> right there with it. Like Doctor Strange was super psychedelic, yeah. and he was doing just crazy mm-hmm. stuff with it. There's all there's other people you could thank for that writing too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny O'Neill, excuse me. But I mean, Sorry. but you can't <laughs> like if, when you talk about early Marvel, everybody always talks no. about Lee and Kirby. Mm-hmm. But you got Ditko was was Ditko's right there at the right, beginning. Yeah, right, right there. there at the beginning of the Avengers and of Marvel and stuff like that. Ditko it's, is like the unsung hero of Marvel. Yeah, like, you don't really hear a lot about. Like, I mean, people tend to jump to John Romita, but it's like no, 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 yeah, no you're cause, missing cause a big John Romita, chunk. And and basically, what happened was in the in the late '60s, Ditko yeah. was finally fed up with Stan, mm-hmm. uh, and because they and this is a quote. Um, that's here on the um, on the Wikipedia. John Romita said that Stanley and and Steve Ditko ended up not being able to work together because they disagreed on almost everything: cultural, social, historically, everything. They disagreed on characters, even. So, like, they just didn't get along, and so yeah. Ditko jumped ship in the late '60s for Mar- for DC, uh, and that's where he sort of made the Blue Beetle, uh, especially Blue Beetle Two, mm-hmm. the character the that Ted a lot Cord. of people were like, yeah, the Question, Captain oh, Adam. Man. I love um, the question so much. The yeah, question yeah. is is and and Blue Beetle for that matter. Like, uh, thank goodness you left Marvel because like there is you did some good stuff for DC. And then he did Sh- Shade the Changing Man in the late seventies and got really psychedelic again. Um, and he even did uh, Demon and Man Bat, uh, Legion of Superheroes. Well, they can't all be winners. No, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he did. I mean, he just did just a ton and ton, a ton, and a ton of stuff. Yeah, Hawk and Dove were his creations. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're familiar with Hawk and Dove, the DC characters who and are a f- and a fun house. fact. Now, is there now Ryan? Is there? There's a reason why we're doing Steve Ditko. Uh, it's his birthday. Yeah, because as of two days ago, this recording, he is now 88 years old. He wow. was born on November 2nd, 1927. So he is 88 years old, and we thought no better way to celebrate a uh, good old good old Steve than celebrate his birthday and give him a four color character companion. All that. 
you know, ire and resentment, he probably will never die. <laughs> he he kind of seems like a little bit, a little bit better. But, oh yeah. I, but I mean, the world. That's because maybe he knows a side of Stanley we don't. That's oh, all I'm, I'm sure. saying. I'm oh, sure. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. And like maybe Stanley, or, or or maybe Steve's not very nice. I don't know. I don't, I've, I've met Stan, and Stan's no. very much the Stanley that we all know and love because that's Steve, the personality that Stanley puts on. Steve but I don't know Dicko behind closed seems, doors. Stan, Steve Dicko Stan. seems exactly like that guy. I got super burned because Stanley was just like, I want all the money. Like, give me all the money. <laughs> I bet. I know. I bet what it is, Alan. I bet you're the Steve Ditko to my Stanley. We all, we disagree oh on God. almost everything, <laughs> and I'm the smiling, happy out there guy. And you're like, I hate him. I'm drawing Spider Man. <laughs> I wish I could draw Spider Man. You kidding I'll me? Draw some the problem is, I, this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go get rid of that terrible stupid gun. That's what I do. Uh, like Batman does. You always draw Batman with no. You I'll make my own I'm, podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my own Batman. He's not even gonna have a bat cow. He's gonna just have no face. He's gonna be a detective with no face, and that's what he's gonna be. So he's born 1927. Yes, yeah, still around. Still yes, kicking. 88 years old. He just yeah. turned 88. He's still alive. He could hear this right now and be like, "I hate he's you." He's still guys. drawing comics occasionally. <laughs> he is. Okay. He, his comics often. are very. He's very. Uh, he's a big fan of Ayn Rand. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. not surprising to me. So. His comics sort of very take that non smiling stand, especially especially nowadays. Very uh, sort of interesting, weird philosophical biographical comics that he's still making now. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, Steve Ditko, everybody. Steve All right. Ditko, yeah, uh, right. bum, bum, one of the Marvel bum. greats up there with up there with whether whether he likes it or not. Up there with Stan, up there with Jack. Uh, those are the he's one of the definitely one of the crown jewels in the Marvel. A pantheon of history. So, um, so that is the four color character compendium, and we move on finally to uh, the end of our show. Unfortunately, back matter. Back but matter. This is also the most fun part because we can talk about anything now. We've had a, quite a break in our show because uh, yeah. Alan had to go and get himself married. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I had to pull these so guys. So we've away got from some. Me. We got. We've got some. Some news. Uh, we've also got some. I believe we have some fan le- fan mail. Is that is that? Cool? Yeah, some fan mail here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and. Take us into the four color mailbag. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start with a. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and read this here. Um, this is from. Let's see. Did he use his full name? Mm, Robert. I'll, I'll just go with Robert. Okay. Robert, if you're listening, you know who you are. Apparently. Um. So Robert sent us an email. It says for hello four color commanders. Ooh. <laughs> we've, been, Commanders. we've been promoted. Well, we are we are the comrades to each other, yeah. but to all of our all of our all of our cadets, we are the commanders. We command. I'm going to be sewing new stripes onto my jacket. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, just going to say, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. You do your own put together there. I have some things I want to say about that that I'd like you to hear. That's pretty good. <laughs> so he writes. Hey guys, Robert here. Uh, I've just made it all the way through your backlog, including the most recent. Shut num- up! Wow, including Whoa. the most recent oh. number two spoopy episode, <laughs> uh, and I'm impressed! Exclamation point! Um, you guys are all so entertaining to listen to, and this has helped out uh, with my. I'm sorry here. And this has helped out with my comic book escapades. I've only recently started collecting comics, mostly trades within the past few years, and I'm not sure what to pick up uh, when I can actually get to the nearest comic shop. I've, it's good to finally have some good recommendations on heroes and uh, that I've been interested in uh, reading, like 
uh, more more of like uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and the like, plus uh, some indie and web comics that I may uh, never have even looked at. That being said. Uh, I've been stuck in Manga Town since middle school, uh-huh. so I know plenty about it. So Alan's I've the got mayor of Manga so Town. I've got two <laughs> recommendations for you guys because they're a good cross section between Eastern craziness and Western heroes. Hit it. Uh, the first is My Hero Academia, which is a world uh, <laughs> which is a world where everyone just started manifesting superpowers out of the blue. So much, in fact. Uh, that finding someone without any powers is rare. Uh, obviously, the main character is one such special case, but he dreams of being a hero and going to the most prestigious hero academy in Japan. Uh, some pretty fun shonen romp uh, with some old school comics references thrown in. The second one is okay. One Punch Man. Uh, sort, <laughs> sort of a similar pre- uh, premise in that superheroes are pretty commonplace in the world. The main character is uh, one such hero, although unofficial at first, who has trained his body to peak physical conditions so much that uh, so that he ends every single fight he gets with. He gets in uh, with oh. One Punch. I got so uh, many things to say about One Punch Man. Also, it's made him lose all of his hair for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) This has started as a webcomic by Mangaka. I hope I said that right. Actually, uh, but he's not an artist, uh, so it's all just very basic looking. But Shonen Jump took an interest in it, got him uh, an incredibly talented artist, and they've been uh, redoing all of it from the beginning for SJ's digital comics. Uh, This one's... This one's a favorite of mine because of the humor and the character. Not for kids, however, because it absolutely obliterates his villains and hilari- and it's hilarious graphic. Um, Chewie will probably dig this one. Haha. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Sorry for the length, and feel free to paraphrase as you see fit. I we didn't did want to. Nope. Did not, not <laughs> word for word. Uh, if you keep. Uh, Let's see. If you end up reading the episode uh, next time, great. Uh, keep up the good work you guys are doing. I'll definitely keep listening. P.S. It's okay, Ian. Sonic was my first comic book experience. Hey, man, I'm not ashamed. Uh, I'm not ashamed at all, sir. I'm not ashamed uh, at all. Thanks for writing. Thank I have not, thanks, Robert. I have not heard of uh, Superhero uh, Academia, but I yeah. definitely want to look it up. One Punch Man is something we're going to be seeing in the near future. Um, so hold on to that. Do you want, do you, you want to read the next one, or do you, do you mind if I read it? If you want, you can read it. Um, I just saw this. Um, so we have another uh, another letter um, by Ashan uh, Hegarty, who proposes an idea to us. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I got turned on to your podcast about six months ago. In that time, I've become a huge fan of the show. I've listened to all of your newest episodes as soon as they come out. But in between waiting for new shows, I've enjoyed diving back into your old back catalog, discovering amazing books like Six Gun Gorilla and Spirit. Uh, recently, I listened to the back-to-back spooky Halloween-themed issues, 50 and 24, a.k.a. Alan's Hell, <laughs> and absolutely love the enigma of Emigar Fault. The phrase, it was my shape, is one of the most terrifying things ever written. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Anyways, it the one thing that always shape. strikes me as I listen to the show is how jealous I am of the four of you. I would love the power to force three of my friends to read any book of my choosing and discuss it. <laughs> what if somehow for one episode you make it a fan's choice episode where we, your fans, vote oh on four gosh. issues that we want you to read and discuss on the show? We could vote on Twitter, uh, 
uh, on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Four Color Cadet or something. Hope you all like some Swamp Thing, if I have any say <laughs> in it. Either way, thanks for all the great reads. Sean from Minnesota, Four Color Cadet, at 10K Beers. Uh, Sean, that is a great idea. Let us we'll let us mull that to... over, because I really like that idea. Yeah. I almost kind of want to think like maybe either you guys can suggest books based on what we, we'd uh, have to figure out yeah, yeah. if like, we want to let it just be hey everyone suggests Ryan, stuff and or here are some choices we why don't we you pick I don't, I don't know if you're if you're a fan of our other podcasts but ryan and i right now are and for all of you out there by the way a, a shameless plug for super action bros we're doing a james bond month and we're experimenting with a, like a google poll like a voting uh thing and so we've gotten some votes in on that so maybe we'll look into doing it that way yeah um, we basically maybe if we're going to so do everybody suggest one we'll take all the suggestions and, then, and just draw them from so my head. Or take all the suggestions and then create a, a poll out of them and people can vote for their favorite. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. It but probably that's a good won't be the next episode or oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while, but that might be idea. after the holidays. We're gonna, we're gonna put idea. that in the digester think, and we're, we're also uh, we're also planning on doing another fifty cent bin. Yeah, we'll do one of those. Yeah, we do need to do yeah, one that. Of was those a lot again. of fun we did that, so we will do that again. But thank you for thank you for writing and great idea. Yeah, thank you. There was a one quick thing. I think it might have actually been Sean via Twitter where he was asking about getting into some Neil Gaiman and Ryan throughout. We did do some Neil Gaiman on the show. We did. Whatever happened to the Cape Crusader? We also did sixteen oh two. Sixteen as well. So we have not read it yet, but if you're reading Neil Gaiman, you have to read Sandman. Yes, absolutely. One day. One yeah, day, one day that's soon. That's definitely going to be a first soon. print. Um, so uh, that is the fan mail section of the show. Um, but we have. I feel, I'm, I'm feeling loved page. right now. I'm feeling loved. Yeah, I'm thanks, gonna, guys. I'm going to go ahead and Thank you. I love and hearing from. The I'm going to go ahead and like break some hearts right now, though. I have not watched a single episode of the new season of Agents of Shield. No, <laughs> oh, you one. haven't. Same no. here. Oh I'm man, not a single one. Am I the only one who's been watching? Probably. Are have you being been. serious right now? Yeah, no. I, and I I'm also haven't watched a single ish, ish, uh, a single episode of Arrow or The Flash. Same. Same. Okay, Chewie and I are shooting behind. We're gonna have to take a Saturday, not leave the house, and just get up at seven a.m. Oh, and be up till twelve watching all these shows. I'm down. Oh for man, that, dude. so Let's so far it. this this season of you know what that Agents sounds like? That sounds like bed pillows and blankets, like. <laughs> on the couch and like the chair just like <laughs> sitting there by the way we're not going to use the same bed pillows or blankets we're going to be separate on opposite sides of the no. couch why are you getting so defensive i, I didn't some, say that i don't want we need some fan art of chewie and ian cuddled up on the couch <laughs> watching charlie that. I, I don't have you, have you watched the newest episode of south park charlie. i heard about it <laughs> it's like that you want people to do some some of that art charlie you, go no. hey Ian, yeah, Chewy, are you guys gonna Netflix and chill? Yeah, yes, we're gonna Netflix and chill. Yeah. We're gonna Netflix and ill, bro. Oh, dude, I don't know keep that it means. gangster that real means. up in here. Don't but, don't even trip, dog. But you know we <laughs> have watched. Ryan, I'm gonna let you get back. I to like Rick to you know that. we have watched. Don't, don't don't even don't even trip, dog. All, all the new episodes of uh, the Walking of Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm one episode behind. Oh man, you missed Spoiler. We're gonna spoiler free it. So not Thank not you. any Thank spoilers, you. but uh, this season definitely just gets going for it. I, I don't want to hear a single person be like, "Oh, it was a boring." No, yeah, this, no. Uh, this season. If any episode Dead- is quote unquote boring, it was last week's. But I. Much that's the first Walking Dead episode that like inspired me to be a better human being, like and to care about. Yeah. I know and it's weird because when we were watching it, it kept freaking out and wouldn't play right, and which made me mad. But it, but I still liked it a lot. I really like. You need to watch. I know this week's episode. It's, it's, it's really good. It's a yeah. good character no, it's, building. It's episode. been it's been one I, of the better episodes of Walking Dead so I don't far. Watch one of the best. I know seasons. you don't. I know you don't. Uh, Agents of Shield has been the 
the best that it's been ever. Really? Nice. The last few episodes. Okay. Um, Sweet. Yeah, they, they uh, I remember how they, at the end of last season, uh, Simmons well, gets, uh, you know, well. She, she gets monolithed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they addressed yeah. that. Yeah. So awesome. uh, let me tell you about what I'm watching. All There's right, a cool hear. little show called, Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? That's a what good, is what? this? So uh, okay, tell us about it now. Uh, it's an anime. <laughs> oh. uh, there's also I started watching uh, the first two episodes of the newest Gundam series, Ooh. so that's gonna be fun. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm gonna worst. go back to Arrow and, and also uh, right, Thank right you. before Halloween, Gravity Falls had oh, like yeah. a, the first of a two part episode where basically all of the things that they've been hinting that are gonna lead to weird Mageddon finally came to a head, mm-hmm. and it was nuts. And they had Mad Max references. Okay, real and quick, it was hilarious. Since yes. we're talking okay. about t- stuff that nobody actually watched, did anybody watch that link I sent? No, no, I didn't. Okay, have a so to. real quick, I know it's dumb. But I really think there's this thing called, uh, there is uh, uh, a short. It's 10 minutes long. It's on YouTube. It's called The Reward. I'm it's posting ma- it on our Twitter right now as we talk about it. It is um, made by a European independent animation uh, company. It is probably the finest piece of independent animation that I've ever seen. Like, ever. And it's fantastic. You watch it. It's 9 to 10 minutes. It is like emotionally draining in, in 10 minutes and there's a prequel for it afterwards if you like it um i highly highly recommend just youtube the reward that's all you need to do sweet i'll check that out too um but there's been some speaking of shows there's some new shows coming and there's been a lot of previews and trailers for these new comic book themed shows that are being released like, uh, what are we well we uh we just watched one before the show uh, which is the oh, first yeah. trailer for Preacher, uh, the yeah. based on the, uh, the the book actually we read just recently. Um, what did you guys think of the trailer? I, I one thing I thought they're really playing down the yes. supernatural element, and I think that's done for a reason. They're kind of playing down the whole God thing. I think that's done for <laughs> a trying reason. Trying to keep people from they freaking want out. they want the Breaking Bad audience. They want that pe- the people who like like that sort of thing and so they're keeping the whole vampire you know god why thing would, okay so here's the thing playing it down you could go for the breaking bad audience but there's so much more money in the supernatural I, and true blood you've already audience. got the if any of those people like comics though or know people who like comics they probably are already coming to the party i think that they're i think that they're going for the breaking bad and the walking dead yeah audience but Do but we, i i think that they're gonna i mean if you think about the early walking dead um stuff it it also sort of played down the zombie aspect of it and played mm. up the people aspect of it well um the first season i think was a little bit more like zombie centric yeah no i guess i mean i'm just thinking of the the promotion for it yeah okay yeah 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 i i think the um it's not necessarily that in the show they're going to mm-hmm. play down those elements. I just think up front, they're not going to be like, hey, it's crawling with magic robots. And this is the first yeah. thing that they're releasing <laughs> you for see a total. Show. This is the first thing they're releasing for a total. So they're probably just trying exactly. to get people who, because people who already know about Preacher are already at least partially in. Yeah. Right. right? And they're they there to see, see they're there to see, concept. they want to see Cassidy. They want to see the Preacher. I can't even think of his name. And I've been reading, <laughs> I've been reading it in my spare time. Jerry Curl. Um, I don't know. That's all I call yeah. And so, and so like, those of us who've read Jesse. Preacher, Jesse. yeah, they see we see Jesse, we see Cassidy. We're like, all right, yeah. that works. People who don't know anything about it are like, oh, this is interesting. This looks looks interesting. like he's gonna hurt this dude. I yeah. like it when dudes hurt other dudes. Yeah, that's that's what they're and going like, for. Like, there's this messed up kid in it, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I want you to hurt my dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I think that the thing for me 
that could make or break the show is is the humor. Yeah. Because the preacher of the show, the preacher of the book, like it's got a lot of that old ultra violence, but it's it's got a lot of funny. It's yeah, you could balance that in a book a lot easier. Yeah. I think. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how they do it. You yeah, know, if I'm they want to try to emulate that, if they're going to go different, because. The first season of The Walking Dead, for example, was had a lot more humor in it than the books did. Yeah. Like, the books were, like, no humor for a long time. And even now, very, very little humor. Well, in a recent episode of The Walking Dead called back something very early in the show mm-hmm. that, like, I missed because it, I was like, well, no, but nobody makes jokes on yeah, the show yeah. anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it's... So, I, I, I don't know. I It looks interesting. It looks like... If we're looking at it from just like a show standpoint, it looks like it'll be a decent show based on the mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. you know, preview of it. Yeah, one and a half um, minutes that we've seen. But whether or not it's going to be an accurate representation of the books and, you know, what's it going to show or not, well, we don't know. I would just say like like we've said many a time before, right? Just uh, give it a shot, you know, give it a shot and then form your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Um, what about uh, Jessica Jones? Yes, that's the other thing I was gonna mention. Did anybody watch that Purple Man trailer? Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, really? No. I mean, I don't David know. David Tennant? No. No, look, I love David Tennant. I don't want David Tennant doing like creepy rape stuff, man. Uh, but that's I, what the Purple Man is. Let's be honest with ourselves. I know, that's but the whole, why the don't whole you want David arc. Tennant doing that? I don't want anybody doing that. I don't want to watch well, a show about that. Well, but but that's that's the character. Jessica Jones is gonna be interesting because I I don't feel like because we're getting a Luke Cage series after this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Luke Cage I hear is appearing in Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. He's part well, of the story. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like I know that they're they're not shying around that. They're actually going yeah. for it. It'll be interesting because I feel like Jessica Jones is a weird. Like, Alias itself was a weird book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for Marvel to put out and to exist in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and I feel like. This is going to throw people off. Like, they just did Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it a good move to put out the weird show? But you still haven't finished watching. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I'm glaring at uh, you. Dude, all I do is watch people play video games. Daredevil, um, does, <laughs> get, Daredevil does get watch, weird. By the way, real quick. Did anybody see what was streaming on Twitch this week? Nope. Wait, what? what S- I think I might have heard of it. Uh, it's a little thing called The Joy of Painting. Yes. Bob they've, Ross. Been, they've been replaying Bob Ross episodes <laughs> consistently for the last oh, like week like just officially. in a row. Like it's not even unofficial. It's like officially licensed from Bob Ross. And 60,000 people now. are watching Bob Ross paint and commenting on it in chat. And it's the most entertaining thing I've watched in yeah, a long I time. I've never seen something about it because he oh my God, said... Oh Mystery Science Theater yeah. Bob Ross. He said yeah. Twitch. Not even. Like you know in, the, in the show and like yeah. Twitch like lost, like collectively lost their minds. What? Really? Like he said the word Twitch as he was painting. Oh, really? And so everybody on Twitch was like... <laughs> but like obviously that... that He's dead. Yeah, so yeah that can't yes, be possible. But um, is Bob Ross dead? I never knew that. Oh yeah, yeah. he died. Yeah, he, he was fifty-two ago, years old. Oh. He was hitting the paint fumes pretty hard. Well, he was he in the military on? for twenty years. That's why he wanted to paint. No, he probably saw some stuff. That's why yeah. he wanted to paint those happy little trees. Yeah, he played Bob a lot, a lot of happy trees. Uh, that Did being Bob said, Ross ever do a it was to hide all the bodies, dude. <laughs> dude, it was so funny because <laughs> Chat would freak out every time something happened. So like, he does this little thing. He goes, mm, "Yeah," and then all of a sudden in Chat, you just see a bunch of people go, mm, mm, and then it's just like down the line. <laughs> <laughs> or he like he cleans his brush by like whapping it on like on the easel. Goes tuck, 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 and then everybody just starts making the sound in Chat. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> 
Anyway, that being said, <laughs> um, future television right there. Twitch. So does it make sense to put the weird show of Jessica Jones in after Daredevil? Uh, like you could have gone Daredevil, then Luke Cage, or Daredevil, then Iron Fist, and then Jessica Jones. Go ahead, you. I argue yes because I think of those three options, it's the least weird option. You you have Iron someone. Fist is not that hard to sell. It's a kung fu movie yeah, or show. Yes, true, but it but it's hard. It's a hard sell in the current Marvel universe, I think, because we don't have any other kung fu heroes who have mystical dragon punch powers. Mm-hmm. But I, that's the one. Honestly, I'm really sad that Iron Fist is last. I want to see some Iron Fist, man. But I I feel like it's gonna make Iron Fist super awesome. Yes, the, it is. I think the lens to look at it through is that you know to, you you give it a little bit more time. They're gonna see what works and what doesn't work across. Mm-hmm. Three different shows first, yeah. and say, or maybe even four, because well, Daredevil got a second two. season, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they'll be able to say, okay, cool, great. We know what works. We know what doesn't really work. We we're taking our time with this so that we do it right. Because you could easily do Iron Fist very poorly. Yeah. So let's take our time. Let's do that. And on top of that, let's build some stuff that is, say, smaller scale mm-hmm. that you can do with a Daredevil, that you could do with a Jessica Jones. Let's say, um, and have it kind of plant the seeds for larger scale things that you need to have someone like an iron fist. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause of. Jessica Jones is still very, very street level. That's true. And it's thematically similar in the sense that daredevil was a small time lawyer in a neighborhood true. and she's a small time PI in a neighborhood. And it seems like that's the way they're sort of pitching mm-hmm. the show. To I us. mean, yeah, obviously you know, I, I mean, and, and my argument about the whole purple man thing is, I don't want to see it happen. I want it to. I like. Like I'm very interested in the idea of, of a person dealing with the aftermath of somebody who literally like took over their life. Like that's interesting. But I don't. I, I don't know, man. You're I just don't want to see like. I don't. I just don't want to see like somebody like literally being taken over and their life being destroyed. Like that doesn't seem like fun TV for watching for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. As I've learned in the past, there's a difference Ryan, between watching someone rebuild. Fun. Than there is watching someone be torn down, I guess. Sure. Okay. Well, that's the thing. We don't know how much of what we saw there is flashback, is yeah, going to exactly. happen, mm-hmm. is, is all of that going to happen in one episode to be like, hey, here's what it was, or mm. is it going to be trickled through in flashback, yeah. you know, kind of like we see in Arrow and stuff, yeah. which I think works well. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, I, I think it's smart to go with Jessica Jones for a couple reasons. One, it, it's, like you said, very street level. She's got the, let's say, X, um, hero mindset it's not like she's an active crime fighter it doesn't look it looks like whereas there's a couple instances where you see that oh she has powers or used to have powers or however they want to do that um she's not going around you know doing all the stuff where luke cage is going to be doing that so you're kind of it's going to be a lot of knocking buildings down (laughs) yeah you're, you're warming things up kind of like they did with you know okay let's start with arrow and let's introduce oh, man, the flash just, and now that you know flash is going we're going to introduce this and i that. can't get over how cool iron fist is gonna plus, be man <laughs> it's gonna be flaming fist kung fu plus, it's gonna be it's gonna great. be awesome in, in the whole marvel cinematic and telematic universe let's say um there's no jessica jones style character yeah, it's true. It's true. We you have know, Black Widow. That's about it. Uh, totally random. I don't know if we talked about this, but speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I talked with some folks who went to D23 way back when mm. and saw some Doctor Strange concept art oh, yeah? for the film. Ooh. They said the costume is pretty much exactly right. Nice. They said it's not just like 
They say it's very reminiscent of the oath. So it's very, yeah. that's apparently what they're basing on. But also yeah. that it's almost like the inception of the Marvel universe. Like there is some mind bending reality altering, which is what it should be. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, good. They, they're doing it right. Like, this is what I want to see. Like that is, that is Dr. Strange. Like it's going to, it's going to introduce some things to Marvel universe that we have not seen yet, which yeah. I think is good because I'm really, really, really excited for and that. And from what I keep hearing about the Doctor Strange movie, Marvel is basically all but said, "Yeah, we're basing it on Doctor Strange: The Oath." The Oath, yeah, pretty uh, much. I mean, they for for Halloween Comics, they released The Oath issue yeah, number one they know for what free. Doing. I know what they're doing. Um, I mean, they've announced. When does that come out? Is it next year? They announced that I think it's uh, next year. They announced that Rosario Dawson from. Um, Daredevil. From Daredevil was not Night Nurse. No. Because they cast, I think, Rachel McAdams as Night Nurse oh, in Doctor Strange. I see. Okay, that's I see. why she was specifically not called the that night, character. Yeah, I gotcha. So, um, so um, let's see. I don't know. Anything on the DC front that I've heard about? Oh, yeah. You know what to talk about? So they finally released on Empire Magazine. They released a picture of uh, the Suicide Squad on different covers, and they released a full body picture of the Joker now. Without it's wearing, a, it's a half body picture of him. No, I, no, there's a full. There it's, he's on the cover. Yeah, yeah, I saw one that he's he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, he is. On. He has no a, shoes on. I didn't see that picture. <laughs> I, I did. just saw. He's wearing a long purple, yeah, what looks to be an that. alligator jacket. I saw a full cover. It's like a full magazine cover. No, that's not the one I saw. I saw a different one. Okay. They have like special edition covers with all the different characters from the movie on them. Um, and there's probably a thousand Harley Quinns this Halloween with wearing Daddy's Little Monster. I shirts. heard somewhere that Harley Quinn was the most popular <laughs> lady yeah. Halloween costume. You know what? As 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 much as I could be quick to to say that, I never thought in my life I would ever hear the words Harley Quinn is the most popular yeah. female Halloween costume ever in my life. And um, you know what's interesting about that too is you know it definitely does play on the quote sexy costume, mm-hmm. but not as much as sexy clown probably would. No, <laughs> <laughs> like if you just went to the store, like I'd like sexy clown. Oh, you please. mean Harley Quinn? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't like comics. Sexy clown. Sexy clown. <laughs> please. Um, I just saw the picture. Ryan showed me the picture. Yeah, that's there. the one. He's got sweatpants um, on. And they say something on the leg. It looks like it says Arkham. Maybe. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. You know, I mean. I look at it through the lens of he's he's hot topic Joker. He's a crazy guy. Like (laughs) he's hot topic Joker. He's a crazy dude. Why not? And who would Ben Affleck want to beat up? You know why not just be that bro, Batman, a common day psychopath? Yeah, you know is what he is. You know I want to beat him up. I'm still you know what I'm still I'm still holding out hope for the for the DC cinematic universe. Also, they mentioned somewhere totally at random, but they mentioned that uh, Wonder Woman is the Wonder Woman movie is actually going to be a prequel to. What's happening yeah. in the Dawn of Justice stuff? Mm-hmm. So she's going to be already kind of full-fledged Wonder Woman when we see her. Great. So prequel. If it doesn't have the words green or core in it, I really don't care. <laughs> I kind of want... Or the name Ryan Reynolds in it? Uh, I mean, you even know. that's give or take. <laughs> more more so than... Uh, like more doesn't than just John to... Stewart in it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. More than just to have like an actual good like DC Cinematic Universe. I want all those movies to just full-on blow everyone away so that way i could hear alan say well i was wrong yeah i was you know, wrong the last, the last <laughs> i want to do a superman... super cut of all the groans that- <laughs> <laughs> the, last, the last batman superman trailer gave me a little more hope it's it it, it looks just grandiose we'll see how it goes uh, alan you said you wanted to talk about something involving your honeymoon yeah actually weirdly enough um so jen and i went to maui for our honeymoon for like eight days it was fantastic. Um, that being said, on the way back, 
we had some time to kill. And Maui's a really small island. It's got like a couple of central hubs of like city and the rest is kind of resort and like, you know, uh, small towns here and there with like Mm -hmm. an ABC store or something. Um, But near the airport, we decided, hey, hey, you think there's a comic book shop? on maui it's like yeah we should find out so we asked siri turns out the comic book store like the only comic book store in maui almost is the the one right next to the airport so we had an hour or two to kill and we needed reading material for the plane and why would you buy magazines when you can buy comics so went there we found it it was pretty close pretty easy walked in it's a single room so the place is called maui comics and collectibles straight up um and it's like a room this size and you walk in and there's just like new comics over here and then like a small shelf of like trades and then like vertigo and image over here and two guys hanging out like one guy, like the owner um uh alika is uh, he's got his kids there and he's playing and, like they're playing on the side and there's a tv and i'm just like we're we're they're having uh him and the, another guy are just uh jason are having their own conversation and jen and i are looking and then we end up like Hey, uh, we've been on our honeymoon for like eight days. Did I miss anything? And so we start talking and then um, ended up buying a couple books. I'm like, hey, let me get like a selfie for the podcast. So um, they just were super cool, chill, like down to earth guys. And I highly recommend that. I don't know how many ever people ever get out to Maui or that kind of thing. But I do think you should go there and Instagram and at least follow them. You know, give them a little support. Give them a little nudge. It's cool, man. Um, Alika and Jason were the two guys that I talked to. Alika is the owner. owner. Um, it's called Maui Comics and Collectibles. Uh, super, super cool. Uh, I I got uh, the book I'm going to bring next time, which I'm not going to spoil. Uh, Jen got Spider Gwen. Uh, we went in on a um, a small omnibus, so it's 500 pages of Green Lantern comics nice. between 1959 and oh, 1963. Yeah, he was telling me about oh, the wacky, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, there's All some the wacky, there's some wacky garbage in there, <laughs> and a hardcover version of uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Nice. Oh, cool. So yeah, I'm really stoked on reading that. But yeah, that Green Lantern book, man, I read it all the way home. It oh, is those, fantastically, those so terribly good. <laughs> is uh, it the, like Showcase Presents or whatever? It is yes. Showcase. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yep. It's Showcase Presents. <laughs> all black and white. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, everything is like 50s futuristic. Everybody has reverse fins on their heads. <laughs> like it's always like up and then straight down. Um, so anyway, I really, really dig those guys, and um, I want to post. The, we'll post the selfie that I took with them and that That's kind of awesome, thing. But man. highly, highly recommend it. Just uh, oh. They also do another. Po- they do a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called Nerd Watch. Okay, and it's uh, like TV and films and that kind of thing. Cool. So cool. they're also long form like us. Apparently, uh, nice. they're they're a good listen. So check out Maui Comics and Collectibles. Check out Nerd Watch. Um, and yeah, just anytime you're in a new town, just see if there's a comic book shop nearby. Uh, I always do. So yeah, I, I was traveling for work recently, and I ended up in Colorado a couple times. Mm. Did not make it out to Mile High Comics. Yeah, um, did just time didn't we'll allow for it, but. Uh, just to kind of piggyback on what you said there, Alan, uh, mm-hmm. Ian and I are no strangers that on a Vegas trip for like a birthday. We're like, well, we got some time. Let's see if there's any comic book shops. We, we ran we, some cool we shops. Some cool shops. So, and that's like Las Vegas. Uh, you wouldn't think Las Vegas or Maui to yeah. be places hey, for man. like comic books. But comic but nerds hey, all over and got to get comics somewhere. We are legion. We are everywhere. Yeah. You can't and avoid us. And you we meet really cool guys, like really cool people. I shouldn't yeah. say it's guys because there's yeah. girls too. But like you meet cool people and it's like you walk into a comic store and you, no matter where you are, right? I'm like 250 like 
or 2,500, 250, 2,500 miles across the ocean, yeah. and I walk into a comic book store, and all of a sudden I feel okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm fine. I can stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's true, really man. cool. That's it's true. true. Well, gentlemen. I think we've I think we've exhausted all our options. I think that yeah. is going to do it for this issue of a four color commentary. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of what we're going to be reading next time. Uh, so uh, we want to talk about first prints first. Uh, so, gentlemen, we're diving back in. We're going to read another volume of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, uh, this More is the Scott fourth Pilgrim. volume of Scott Pilgrim. I believe it's called uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, gets, gets it together. Gets together. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be reading that. Uh, of or course, does he? Written and drawn by Mr. Brian oh, Lee O'Malley. Uh, so a uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, no, uh, volume four is what we're going to be reading for First Prince next time. So which means Chewie has to once again go back and read the first three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. We'll do I usually do that. Also, actually. Yeah, I mean, um, so for first for uh, that's for first prints for here's my issue alan what do you bring in next time so uh weirdly enough since we just had that discussion i didn't want to wreck it but i'm actually gonna bring uh a marvel comic no can you guess which one it was i don't know actually we're gonna bring uh doctor strange oh written by jason aaron with (gasps) the yeah uh cover artists i don't have actual artists on here which is weird uh, but I'll figure it out. Anyway, written by Jason Aaron, Doctor Strange number one. He's got a big axe, which is weird, but I'm excited. That sounds awesome. Axes are cool. The A is for axe. So, Chewy, <laughs> what are you going to be bringing next time? Um, so, I had a book picked out, uh, which we kind of discussed beforehand, but I'll bring that later because you guys you guys got my uh, my appetite going with, with uh, that anthology book we, we read this time. I'm going to bring uh, Constantine colon Ooh. the hellblazer Ooh. number one uh by ming doyle and riley rosmo nice uh so it's the most recent uh version of it um but yeah man it's the dark adventures of dc's foremost occult detective um and they continue in this all new series as he investigates the cruelest case he's ever come across his own dark history nice well, Chewie, you know I'm a completionist. I'm the kind of person who likes if there's if there's any small little pieces of a story or something that there is, I want to know it. Right? That's the kind of guy I am. Yep. Since you guys are both bringing big two books, I decided one Scott Pilgrim book isn't enough. I'm going to bring uh, the Scott Pilgrim free comic book day story, yeah. called, otherwise known as Free Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. It takes place in between books three and four. It's a little yeah. mini story. Sweet. I think it's important that you know everything you can about the Scott Pilgrim world. Sweet. So I'm going to go ahead and so sacrifice read, the book. I love this story, and bring too. Free Scott no, Pilgrim. Good. So you know, read, Dean Tripp did the colors on that. Mm-hmm. So read Free Scott Pilgrim first before, before reading volume, volume four, because okay. it takes place between volumes three and four. So Free Scott Pilgrim, Brian Lee O'Malley. It is free on comic. Mixology, there's no reason you shouldn't be reading it. It's true. Uh, I have like a long list of books, and I was and I've been sort of trying to organize them so I can bring all these books that I've been wanting to bring. And then two weeks ago, I, I read a book that I picked up from the comic book shop, and I was like, "Well, let's throw all that out of the window. I got to bring this book next time." <laughs> nice. uh, so I'm bringing Paper Girls. Okay. okay. Paper Girls number oh. one. I know what you're saying. Like you said this earlier, and I'm like, oh, I Paper bought this Girls. book. There's one copy left. I've read this, and I was yes. debating. Great. I was okay. debating on buying awesome. it or not. Uh, it's written by Brian K. Vaughn, yeah. big fan, Ooh. and uh, art by Cliff Chang. I'm right. excited to discuss nice. this. Uh, yeah, I'm for this. you guys are gonna like something. It. I mean, I know zero about this book, but it's got Cliff Chang on art, and it's also got uh, Brian K. Vaughn. 
well, I was going to say in the title paper girls and I'm just putting that art with that title. And that seems like it'd be a very good combination. Mm -hmm. I could be completely off with what I think it is, but it just seems like that makes sense. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Well, everybody, that is going to wrap us up for another issue of four color commentary. We want to thank you all for listening as always. And we want to invite you to come back to four color commentary next time. The only comic book podcast where even though you travel halfway across the world, you still find a comic book shop home. That's the kind of people we are. Go support your local comic book store. And if you're on vacation, look for one. They're everywhere. Throw a freaking rock. (laughs) (laughs) Hang loose, bruh. I'm Alan. (laughs) Mahala, bruh. I'm Chewy. Even though it's a few months early, it is November now. So Mia Kalikimaka, everybody. My name's Ian. I've never been to Hawaii. My name's Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Stay in your bed, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.